0: And once again, we caution you, these stories are definitely not for the timid soul. So we tell you calmly and very sincerely, if you frighten easily, turn off your radio now.
1: How'd you hurt your arm? I said Me too. I'll tell you a story. Close your eyes. There were five of them. The Indian the ex-slave an explosive expert Charles Darwin and the masked bet they had one common enemy Governor Odious
0: Is Odious a man? Oh yeah But first I need a favor
1: the same part when it's very beautiful. the most material podcast. I'm Tom Carnell. And I'm Langley West. Episode 182, and we're flying solo. We are! Yeah, it, that's awesome. Been, you know what's so weird
2: is that I've gotten so used to having guests on the show, uh, in, in in preparation for the show, I was like, oh shit, we haven't done this <laughs> We before. haven't done
1: this in a long time. <laughs> I know, it's pretty funny. It's pretty, but um we, we were talking about what to do for this, and... You came up with two really great ideas that was, <laughs> I was so hard-pressed to pick between. One was Shogun Assassin, which we're totally we're, going totally to gonna we're gonna get, get to that. But the second one is a uh, film I think we mentioned either last week or the week before, and that's Tar Singh's of the Fall.
2: Yeah, we, we have referenced this movie several times <laughs> because you and I both, um, a- as with most film people that I know, like this is one of those movies that it's almost like Code. Yeah, it's
1: like you mentioned this, and you're like, oh, okay,
2: you're in the club.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It falls into that category for me where it's this: it's Curse of the Golden Flower, it's The Banquet, where you could literally take frames out of this movie and just yeah. put them on the wall, and yeah. it's just, it's. Well, it was once argued to me on a years ago on a podcast I did with somebody else that um, this was style over substance, and I argued it was style. as substance substance. yeah absolutely because it's such a beautiful film
2: Uh,
1: as I was talking to you
2: um, before we went on air uh, it's frustrating to me that this movie The Fall um, has only a 60% on Rotten Tomatoes And, and if you go to Rotten Tomatoes and you read the reviews one of the things that people always say is it's style over substance yeah um. While that's the case in a lot of with a lot of movies, I don't agree, man. This yeah. this movie is this movie is amazing.
1: It really is. Uh, it, it and it has this sort of palette where seemingly almost fairy tale things happen before your eyes, and you just you roll with it, and you yes, just, you know. Well, you know, I was
2: thinking about it earlier this morning and I was like, um, you know, listeners of the show know how much we love Guillermo del Toro. Mm -hmm. And this movie feels like that kind of a movie. It's, it it's, the, the, the reference for the fairy tale is so apparent Mm -hmm. in, in this particular film. Um. And and uh, it, it it makes it I don't know magical for for lack of a better word.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because um, I mean, when there's a scene where they they kill the aesthetic where he opens his mouth and the birds fly out of his mouth. Right. Um, it's an image straight out of your dreams. Yes. But it's also. So ingrained in that fairy tale tradition, yeah, of fantastical things happen and 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 what have and you, and you just accept it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the film, I'll say, this was shot in twenty over four years, financed with Tar Simpson's own money, own money, yep. shot in twenty eight countries, insane, insane,
0: insane, and a
1: lot of the times, like the they they flew to, a, is it Barcelona, the. Uh, the, the, it looks like an arena with all those different levels, a very Escher-like looking thing where those guys in black oh, yeah, 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 file yeah. in. Um, they went there just for that shot. And they're like, <laughs> yeah. All right, we're done. Well, Pack and up. We're and good. That's, that's how so much of this
2: movie was done. It's yeah. like you know, look here are these places. They need to be in this movie. We're gonna go and we're gonna and we're gonna shoot. You know this particular scene. Yeah. Um, for people who are unfamiliar, um, this is a. 2006 movie mm-hmm. um, I believe it was Tarsim Singh's follow-up to the Cell yeah which is another um, visually amazing film um, It has some issues as far as story and whatnot but but um, this movie um, first of all, I'm a sucker for old Hollywood. You know, and yeah. movies about old Hollywood,
1: and this is set in 1915. 1915. Yeah, yeah, Hollywood.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. And it well, it doesn't really take place in Hollywood, but but the events that lead up to what we're watching take place in Hollywood.
1: Yeah. Well, Tarzan was a big video guy, music video guy. He did videos for uh, En Vogue, Suzanne Vega. He did REM's "Losing My Religion," um, "Deep yeah. Forest." So then he landed with the Cell, and the Cell was fucking crazy another film we need. should probably talk we about we probably but
2: should yeah
1: amazing yeah um, which m- is uncomfortable
2: why it, which is why it makes it so frustrating when he makes mirror mirror and, oh, stuff, and stuff like that I am that.
1: convinced with Tarsem that someone brought him into a room and on a pallet they had a million dollars in cash <laughs> and they go this can be yours if you just sacrifice your artistic credibility um, and he did He did Immortals right after this. Yeah,
2: Um, Immortals is one of those movies that, um, you know, I'm, I'm... I want to be on board,
1: <laughs> but yeah. I thought, "Ooh, ooh, more three hundred kind of a thing." And yeah. there are moments like when he, sh- everyone's standing on the glass floor, and you're looking up at them fight. Yes, it's very cool. It's so cool. And then Mickey Rourke shows up in a weird Tootsie Roll <laughs> outfit that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and then with Mirror Mirror, and then he did that movie, this movie's selfless that yes. I don't think anyone saw. I. And it seems like now um, he's do he was doing or recently he was doing the Emerald City TV show, so more and more it's like TV makes a lot like it's money. Yeah, it's, 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 it's yeah. It's almost like the reception on the fall like bruised him and went well. If I'm gonna go to that length to create beauty and, yeah. not, and get a 62 on run
2: because I, I, I want to say like it's it's initial like it made. Uh, million or something like that? I have
1: gross in the U.S. was 2.28 million. Opening weekend was uh, (laughs) 79,000. That's like... That's not even a million. No. on an opening weekend.
2: Especially considering what he spent to make this yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: it had to be disappointing. It had to be. Yeah.
2: And so he's like, "Yeah, fuck it. I'll make you know Transformers movies or whatever." Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah. I could imagine a uh, Transformers movie. Um, so, uh, the main actor, Lee Pace, was in Please Don't or Pushing Up Daisies or Pushing Daisies. Yeah. He was in. He was the main bad guy in Guardians of the Galaxy One. Right. Ronan. Ronan. He yeah. was in. He he's in a lot of stuff. He's
2: in a lot of stuff. Um, I, I still I think that this is his finest moment mm-hmm. as far as acting goes. It's it's jaw dropping. This movie begins with a uh, an opening sequence, a title sequence mm. that uh, does it does what my favorite opening sequences do and that is it tells you all the story mm-hmm. that you need all the exposition everything that you need visually yeah. there's nothing said there's you're just seeing a series of images that give you this entire backstory mm-hmm. that you need um, for for the main story to start right we never we never get a, a conversation about his accident
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, we've seen all that in, in the opening credits. It's amazing. It's
1: jaw-dropping. Yeah, it's great storytelling. Oh just, my
2: god, it's so good. And it just dragged you right up to speed. So for again, for folks who, who haven't seen this, basically, it's about a uh, a stuntman who in 1915 who on his very first job, his very first movie, um, takes a fall and is severely injured mm-hmm. and doesn't know if he's going to be able to walk again, doesn't know if he's going to be able to to you know continue with his his work, but deeper than that what happens is the um his girlfriend um the actress
1: now he's seen this actress. He's seen this
2: actress? And she winds up essentially leading him mm-hmm. um, to go with the main actor this that he actor. was doing He was doing the stunt for. Right, right, yeah.
1: right, yeah. He, um, uh, Lee, the pace, uh, Side little interesting sidebar I read that there was a miscommunication between the casting agent and a lot of people on the set thought that Lee Pace was really a paraplegic. And Tarsem said, "Let's go with that." Yeah. And in fact, one of the set designers or set dressers walked in, and he was standing up, and she fainted. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and she thought,
1: "Oh my God, it's a miracle." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because Tarsem was like,
2: "Look, man, for this, like, you gotta stay in bed. Mm-hmm. You gotta stay in bed for for all of this." There's a lot of that in this movie where. Um, I don't know. The little girl,
1: Katinka Untaru. Yes. it's her first film. They found her. Oh my yeah. god!
2: Yeah. The, okay. I, I feel like we have to give some context because we're just going to keep going. Like this is. This yeah, is yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So Stuntman 1915, has a fall, gets injured, can't walk. You know, um, mm-hmm. is 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 bed bound
1: and and de- severely depressed about it. Severely depressed to the point of not almost being suicidal. Right not
2: not only about um losing his new career mm-hmm. but also losing the his the girl, losing his her own, legs. His, his, there's it, a lot it, to be
1: depressed yeah, about. Yeah,
2: there's a lot, yeah, there's a lot there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and he is in a uh a hospital in South California, mm-hmm. um, which is
1: near some of the, like where the orange groves were, yeah, and that that's important. And that's how they meet up with the, yeah. the little girl. The little girl.
2: So there's there's a little girl who's in there who has a broken arm. She she fell as well, um, and she's the daughter of immigrant mm-hmm. migrant workers. In this particular case, I want to say from Romania. Yeah, um, and uh, they develop a relationship um in the hospital um he is
1: telling her a story he begins to tell her a story right yeah yeah and utilizing in a weird way this part of it this the the film reminds me a lot of uh, wizard of oz right where you're seeing characters in the hospital then later they show up in as characters exactly in his characters in the story exactly right yeah, yeah 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 and um yeah
2: so you know pulling these uh, 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 real life references mm-hmm. as he's telling the story to the little girl. Now, he has an ulterior motive.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I was going to say, also it reminded me a little of Usual Suspects in the idea that he's taking these pieces of real life and right. moving them into it's a narrative. Like, yeah,
2: the the name on the coffee cup the yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah, 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 yeah, blah. Yeah. And and he he's incorporating it into the story to um entrance the, the like girl. Like ingratiate
1: himself to the point that when he asks her to do something that he ultimately wants to commit suicide, right. um, That she'll do it for him, be- almost because of the story, right? Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. A little shitty on his. part. It is
2: a little shitty, and uh, but that also gets addressed later in mm-hmm. the film, yeah, and uh, and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the so one of the things that you can't. You can't talk about this movie without talking about the way it looks. Mm -hmm. This movie is gorgeous. It is like uh, if you've ever seen like the um, the Attenboroughs, like what is it, Planet Earth Mm -hmm. or something like that, where they have these like cameras that are just capturing these beautiful images of of nature. It's that level of cinematography. It Mm -hmm. is nuts.
1: Yeah, and some of the greatest scene transitions since Russell Mulcahy's oh my god. Highlander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, there's so many images that come to mind. The dervishes are... Oh, the dervishes amazing. are amazing. Amazing. Uh, you know
2: what always comes to my mind? Is the elephant swimming.
1: Yeah. Um, It's like, yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. god. What a great thought. It's you know? so cool. It's yeah. so
2: weird. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, and had it not been there; those characters wouldn't have been. But but the the cooler thing is like it's it's one thing you know. Whenever you make up a story, you can make up whatever you know. Mm-hmm. And the cat was flying an airplane. Uh, but to take something that is from real life, elephants do
1: swim. Yeah, you know, I,
2: like how do you even like? Yeah, y- you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it's like, one of those it,
1: things you see once and go. One day, yeah, I'm gonna use that baby. <laughs> one of the things about the little girl I want to say is that because she was so little and not an actress, she was six years old. Yeah, they shot they shot it one in chronological order. So when she lost some teeth, it, it wasn't a big deal. It they made just sort sense. of kept yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, they shot they surrounded Pace's bed with uh, hospital screens, right. and, and shot the camera through it and um just so she wouldn't be put off by all these people it's like doing a sex scene in a movie all these people looking at you and right.
2: and so you try to make it yeah you yeah. clear the set uh, you know whatever yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so so he tells her this story oh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh, in the process so uh, the movie is kind of two different stories right it is the story of Lee Pace's character, Roy Walker, mm-hmm. uh, who's the stunt guy, and and dealing with his with his issues, along with this little girl. Mm-hmm. But it's also, you know, the story that he tells her that becomes part of the movie as well, right? Because you see it. You it's, see. It's
1: like the. Pan, it reminds me of Pan's Labyrinth, like telling the story and then seeing some of the story and then going into right like, back exactly
2: to yeah. So he tells her the story where there's these five guys um who all have a beef with some bad guy named uh Odious Odious mm-hmm. right right um <laughs> Governor Odious Governor Odi- I I love that it's not King Odious it's it's Governor Odious
1: <laughs> S- such lazy titling you haven't seen since what was it Avatar the um what was the stuff Oh, oh the uh, uh I called it hard to (laughs) getium, whatever the fuck it was called. Oh shit! I know. What
2: was that stuff called?
1: Um, Or adamantium? Or or one of those lazy names. Ultra... Yeah. I know. I just called it hard to get him, because it was so dumb. You know, when I first saw Avatar, that was, like, my biggest complaint. I'm like, oh, my God, they couldn't come up with a better name? Two and a half hours of sheer, like, technological brilliance in you and me. (laughs) What?
2: (laughs) Um, but I was... But here's what I found out later, is that, uh, that that term, what the term that Tom and I can't remember. Yeah, um, it's
1: real, isn't it? Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, yeah that, that's like a real term. And it's like <laughs> Lazy.
1: what? <laughs> Lazy fuck. Yeah. Jesus. Um, the the characters again are all ba- uh in the story are all based on the people around them. Um, there is a there is a. Um, there's an explosive expert. Let's see. Uh, five heroes. Silent Indian warrior, a muscular ex-slave named Ota Benga, an Italian explosive ed- expert named Luigi Charles Darwin, with a pet monkey named Wallace, and a masked swashbuckling bandit, which is Pace. Right. It, uh,
2: Tom and I were talking about this before we started the show. It was so weird that Charles Darwin is is one of the...
1: But the more I think about what? it, it makes sense, because he's just grabbing at air, like trying to fabricate this story to get this kid to do sure. what he wants. And so, why And not? if you think about the time... Yeah, Darwin like would have been a yeah, big yeah. deal.
2: Right, right, right. And um, each of these five characters that in the story that he's telling her have been uh, offended by Odious. Odious. And they all want revenge. Yep. And And um, so they all band together mm-hmm. they're later joined by a mystic yes by this like kind of i don't know uh dude nature uh, th- that particular scene by the way is amazing yeah. to me that, yeah, yeah, that yeah, whole yeah. The, the whole introduction of him where he comes out of the tree yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah this movie is an adventure fantasy i would call sure it. um sure and uh if you like adventure yeah, it's great yeah, yeah if you like fantasy, it's even greater sure. it's like it's almost Salvador Dali ish in its, uh, its
1: weirdness. A couple of things that the cinematic poster for the movie is based on Salvador Dali painting, nineteen thirty five oh three face of Mae West, which may be used as an apartment. Oh, okay. Um, apart from the movie poster base being based on the Dali painting, the mask on the face of the bandit, um, which is shown on the face of the girl, Seriously? could also be a tribute to the same painting. In the theatrical poster, there's also a reference to "Burning Giraffe" by Salvador Dali. With I burning or the
2: right. I really feel good, now, because like I didn't read any of that shit, and <laughs> I see Salvador Dali. Yeah, in absolutely, this movie. Here's another
1: thing about the monkey named Wallace. Yes, uh, Darwin's monkey Wallace is a reference to the naturalist Alfred Russell Wallace, who Dude. independently developed the idea of natural selection on his own. By the way, did you not want to cry?
2: When Wallace leaves us, yeah
1: there's so, <laughs> so much of that there's so I'll be honest to you there remember the transition after the there's the face of the priest that becomes the sand in the sand, yes L- cried like a baby, so oh. beautiful that it oh. it just kicks you in your little heart's balls and it and, <laughs> and, and
2: it's not even because it's sad it's not it's, it's just, so beautiful. it's so beautiful when it's you like,
1: see the the cart being guarded and the guys moving in the wheels it's so amazing that you just it just touches you in a way like when you see a a, when i was a kid i was lucky enough that we were did a field trip at school to and we saw the van gogh exhibit yeah standing in front of the original painting yes it's it's different it's like you know it just touches you in a place that you just go Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. And this film is that uh inspired by a Bulgarian movie called Yo Ho Ho. Yeah. Um from 1981.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never That's, seen it, but I'd love to. I would love to check it out to to, to compare it. Um, yeah.
1: So, uh Do you remember the first time you saw this movie? Yeah. I sent this, you know, I sent this movie on Blu-ray of Clive Barker because I I we we were talking about interviewing at the time and I go, "You got to see this." And uh, by the way, The Fall, one of Tom Savini's favorite films. Really, found that out. I was doing an interview with him at one of the cons, and uh, we were arguing about The Fall, and he goes, oh, "I love that. That's one of my favorite movies." And I was like, oh, "Yeah, you, I like. You're you just ratched up. <laughs> yeah, the <court> factor. <laughs> so he sends her, gives her a mission to go find some pills to which, to which um, to commit suicide. Right. She misinterprets the. Three the for an e. e. Yeah, so
2: so he writes out you know morphine. Yeah. Um, and she reads the E as a three, so she winds up coming back with only three pills, mm-hmm. which isn't going
1: to not going to work at all.
2: What he what he's wanting to do, and um, that came about because the actress, uh, what's her name again?
1: Uh, shit. Katinka Untaru plays Alexandria. Yeah. She, in real life,
2: something they were doing, she interpreted yeah. a, an E as a three. Mm-hmm. And um, and so this speaks to, um, I think, the genius that is there that mm-hmm. he's not letting out. Um, Tar Sing's yeah. genius. And that is... Uh, Oh shit! We can we can totally use that. Yeah. You know? Happy accidents. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> exactly. And uh, <laughs> there's there's a there's there's just so many moments in this movie. Like at one point he has uh, a, a uh, um, kind of a well-to-do. Uh, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna use the word roommate. It's not that's not correct. Mm. But another patient mm-hmm. that's in there with him, and uh, he's able to get to this guy's supply of morphine, mm-hmm. and he he takes it all mm-hmm. right because he's like that. You know, this is it. I'm gonna I'm gonna do myself in, and then he wakes up, and then he realizes
0: that fuck.
1: Yeah, I'm not like, dead. He's not. And that's a common thing. Suicide, suicides that wake up from their suicide are often really fucking mad, really fucking pissed off. I had done that was my exit. Can you imagine all of this
2: emotional investment to to, take to to
1: to take the pills? To take the
2: pills. Yeah. Well, it turns out this, you know, other patient. Isn't sick at all. He's a hypochondriac, yeah. and they give him placebos. Yeah, he ate a bunch
1: of candy, sugar pills, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, it's in this time that in the in the story, um, the man's telling, he weaves not only himself but the little girl in as his hmm. daughter.
2: Yeah. So the little girl. Uh, uh, almost kind of inserts herself into Mm -hmm. the story.
1: And starts to take control of it in a weird
2: way. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, towards the end it's like... She really takes control. Yeah, she does. She, She
1: really takes control of the story. Um it's this this point that he convinces her to go into the pharmacy and steal real pills right um, exactly uh, she slips and falls and hurts herself even more even more and uh, so now
2: our 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 protagonist is not a, not only um, faced with you know all these horrible things that have been happening to mm-hmm. him but now he has to deal with the guilt of right um, I, I caused this little girl, you know... Right. Injury and damage.
1: And, and it's after she has surgery to fix whatever she broke. And it's after that that um, uh, the stuntman visits her and admits his deception and says, like, look, I was just trying to get you to steal me these pills so I can kill myself.
2: Right. Um, and, of course, she's like, what? Yeah. No. You know, like... It, there there are a couple of scenes with this little girl in this movie Amazing. where it's just like and and there, I think the reason why well casting wise she was perfect mm-hmm. um but also Tarsem did a really good job of um basically keeping her on improv mm-hmm. very few of her lines were scripted right and, um yeah. And so when she cries, yeah, she's really crying. Well, the thing is, is it's, it's,
1: see, it's just so authentic. Oh with my her. god, it's not even like like a good actor. It, it's just her being her. You know, much like
2: <laughs> we last week we were talking about the live action version of Dumbo that's coming yeah. out, and I'm just like, no, fuck that movie, like, yeah, I, like. I can't watch that shit. It, it it I can't. You know, it makes me fucking cry, and I don't want to cry.
1: You know. I know. I know. And and this movie. Oh, you're gonna hate next week's show, by the way. Then. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I know. I know. I'm already.
0: I'm already gearing up. I, uh,
2: yeah. This movie brings me to that point. Yeah. Uh, multiple times. Sure. Multiple times. Um. And I think that, you know, I mean, you know, we've talked about this several times. You know, one of the ultimate goals of a good movie should be to elicit an emotional response right. from you. That's why I, as much as I hate it, I have to give props to the movie <laughs> Colors.
0: Mm. Didn't Robert think we were going to end up there. <laughs> <laughs> with, with Robert
2: Duvall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because that movie pisses me off so fucking yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gallipoli did it to I me. I was so angry.
1: I almost lost a teeth. <laughs> right? Yeah,
0: yeah. No. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: And, uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, into the weed story. Okay. Okay. So I'm in the army. I'm stationed at Fort Riley, Kansas. The town surrounding Fort Riley is Junction City, Kansas. It's the same town where, um, who's, who's the guy who made Short Bus and... Oh, uh, Cameron, Cameron Mitchell. Yeah. Yeah. John Cameron Mitchell was a was a military kid there. Oh, wow. And um, it, so it's it's that same town, and it kind of breeds uh, discontent. <laughs> Let's call it discontent. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so my wife at the time and I go to the theater, and we go see this movie, Colors. Why? I have no idea. It's a date movie, right? <laughs> yeah. We sh- so we go, and I can feel... Like you can literally feel like the tension rising in the room, right? We get out, we get out of the movie, and I, I swear, walking from the door to the car, a fucking riot breaks out. <laughs> just, just like yeah. people lose their shit, and all of a sudden people are fighting, right? And I'm just like, I'm hurting my wife. I'm right? like, get in the fucking... Her Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Not Yeah, her yeah No, no, not hurting. Meanwhile, I'm hurting my wife. No, herding yeah, yeah. her into the van. We get in the van, and now keep in mind, she has a broken foot, so she has a cast and shit. And uh, we get in the van, and right in front of us, and it lands on the hood of the van, um, there is a, uh, there's a white guy... Um, getting beat up by like a bunch of black guys, uh-huh. that and that's that's what this movie does, right? Yeah, it yeah. causes like this racial tension, and uh, and they're going to kill him. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh my god, you know, yeah. and it, you know, uh, I can't I can't yeah. sit in the van. I Here gotta, we go. I got to do something, <laughs> right? So I get out like an idiot, and the guy breaks away and he starts running. Okay, <laughs> and now there you are. So. I'm running. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm running to help. You know this human being who's. Right. The, I I don't even see black or white anymore. I just see this guy is like sure. beat with, to within an inch of his life, and he's running, and and then I realize I'm looking around, and the group of guys that I'm running with are the guys that are beating <laughs> him up, and 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 we all kind of start like exchanging glances, and I'm like. This is probably not a good idea. Yeah. I should go back. I should go back. Yeah. And in the meantime, like homeboy's gone. Yeah, you know, My is, wife's he, back yeah. in the
1: car with a broken foot. Well, that's you know. what
2: I thought. And yeah. then I turn around and here she is <laughs> you know like yeah. stumbling down the road on her because she's gonna kick somebody's ass, right? Sure. Um That's funny. But getting back to that whole idea of like a movie eliciting an emotional response. Mm-hmm this movie does that in space. Oh, sure. And
1: again, several times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Several times you, you're dabbing at your eye and yeah. that kind of thing. Absolutely. absolutely. Um, so, while she's there with Cooper and they're having their moment, yeah. she convinces... He, he goes to end the story. Right. And just starts slaughtering people. Yeah, and yeah. Because he's angry and he's mad. I mean, and all of these things and all of these emotions. And he just kind of... In he's, a weird way, I took it like she, he was—he wanted to hurt her yeah, because he's beating she her up, yeah. yeah, 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 emotionally beating her right. up, right? Which had to be hard. Um, and uh,
2: she's like,
1: she ain't having it. Yeah, no, no, no she's no. like,
2: no, fuck you. I yeah, yeah. like no, that like. And and this is one of the scenes that makes you cry. It's like because she is genuinely despondent. hurt. She's yeah, genuinely at one hurt. point.
1: The character, the male uh, Lee Pace's character, says it's my story, and she declares that it's hers too. Right. And begins to exert real influence on the narrative. Absolutely, And that's awesome. One of the Talk things about a character. Arc. Oh my god! Yeah, 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 so yeah, the, yeah.
2: One of the things that happens in the story that he's telling her, and in this alternate reality that we're watching mm-hmm. through, you know, through the movie, um, is that the masked gunslinger, which is him. Mm-hmm. um there's a princess or somebody mm-hmm. that he's like after, mm-hmm. and uh, Odious has taken her, you yeah. know. Um, like she's in his thrall almost, right? Exactly, so. and and uh, you know, and 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 again, you know, that is actually the, the actress that he fell in love with mm-hmm. and, and was a, a partner with, right? Because she visits him at one
1: point to yeah. tell him to go, fuck, basically, go fuck himself, but, yeah, exactly.
2: uh it's interesting, too, you know, because um, at one point, you know, he gets visited by this guy mm-hmm. who had lost a leg. Yeah. But has turned that into a successful career uh-huh. as a stuntman because they can sh- fucking shoot arrows into his fake leg yeah, and yeah, knives yeah. and all that shit, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and has turned it around, you know, um, and is trying to tell him, it's like, Hey man, the world's not over,, yeah. and it doesn't, To give him a through line. Not only is the world not over, your career isn't over mm-hmm. like you, you you're you're you're, just, you're still gonna be able to do stuff mm-hmm. you know it's i don't know if it's ever clear in the story that they give him a uh did they ever give him a like a prognosis
1: yeah they they it seems. It's implied that he's, like, he's going to ultimately be okay. Mm -hmm. I think. It's been a while since I saw that. Um, Let me see here. Finally, the tale comes to an end. Um, I'm not going to tell you how that happens. Um, In a weird kind of postscript, they end up in the hospital as he's continuing to recover. They screen the film on which he was hurt. Yeah. Only to find that he's been cut out. Yeah. So this
2: life-changing event that has happened to him... Um, and 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 at this point he's he's kind of okay like mm-hmm. like we're we're emotionally we're kind of we've yep. gone through this crucible and now we're 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 okay mm-hmm. and everybody's laughing at the movie at the right points etc cetera um, and then he's like there's this like look of confusion on his face yeah. when his big scene where he gets like you know fucked over. Um and
1: it's another stuntman Isn't there? Yeah, there's the, the a completely
2: stunt. another stuntman. And yeah, it just
1: he he nearly died for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And and isn't that Hollywood? Yeah, well, yeah. totally.
2: It's totally Hollywood. It, but the cool thing about that is there's also this look of like he smiles. Yeah. He gets it. He's yeah. like Oh,
1: it's that I uh, this motherfucker. This
2: wasn't that big of a deal after yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, and then they impl- there are some scenes about uh, the the girl's arm heels and she goes back to the orange orchard where her family lives. Right, uh, uh,
2: that's an important part of the story. That that. I don't think we mentioned is that she's the she's the daughter of migrant workers mm-hmm. working in the orange grove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how she fell. She exactly. fell out of a tree. Out of a
1: tree. Yeah. Her voiceover reveals that Roy had recovered and was now back to work again. As she talks, a montage of cuts from several of silent film's greatest and most dangerous stunts play out as she imagines all right. of the stuntmen to be Roy. real movies. Yeah, yeah. Harold yeah, Lloyd. Keaton, yes, exactly. That kind and of so stuff. she. Assumes
2: that every stuntman that she sees is mm-hmm. doing something because in
1: her limited scope, Roy, yeah, Roy is the only
0: stuntman,
2: right? Yeah, a
1: um, couple of things that always uh, made me
2: wonder. That always made me wonder, like, did he really recover? Or is this?
1: Is, is that just? It's her? just her. Is that her story? Yeah, exactly. Yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. And that's another great thing about this movie. Yeah, like it's so open to some some these um, interpretations. Yeah. Uh, Peter Jackson decided to cast Lee Pace as King Land blah, 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 in the Hobbit trilogy <laughs> um, after seeing his performance. King, he was granduial. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um The Elf King. The, the elf, elf King. The the, yeah. the
2: the Woods um the Forest Elf
1: King. Yeah. Um who rides on that giant to which I say there was a forest elf king <laughs> in that memory. <movie. laughs> um and this By is, the way, you
2: you still haven't seen the Battle of the Five Armies, have you? The last Hobbit movie? No. Oh my god. I know.
1: Dude. I I don't know. These so, days I okay, just go uh, some of those movies
0: I, I,
2: uh, I I think you and I agree. Lord of the Rings, the the original first three mm. movies, awesome, right?
1: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Overly long. Okay. As I like right, to say, right. a, a, a ten hour movie about walking. Right, right, right.
2: But yeah, the the Hobbit films are not as good. That's what I hear. Yeah, they're they're.
1: Although they're, I hear that the the dragon is
2: really cool. The dragon is really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have to watch. Battle of the Five Armies, because that's exactly what it is. The whole movie just is just a battle. battle of, like, five. <laughs> so it's like, if you, like, watching shit get fucked up, yeah, yeah. and I know you do, Yeah, you need to watch that movie.
1: This made me laugh. The director claims that there are no visual effects in the film despite its look. However, that, and he also says that everything was shot on real locations. However, there are about a dozen people credited with visual effects in the credits. Well. And that could just be cleaning shit up. Too. Think
2: about, think about this. You go and you watch a, a tentpole movie today, how many people are listed as visual effects artists? Right. Hundreds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundreds.
1: Yeah. So if a dozen people worked on that. Yeah, they could <laughs> just have been done removing wires. Exactly. Or, so I'm yeah, not that concerned about yeah, it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
2: what did you say? This movie was filmed in 28 different countries. Yeah, I
1: think it was 28.
2: It's it's insane, um, and each of each of the places that they went were chosen for their look. Mm-hmm. Um, there is uh, there's a, where is it? Is it Turkey? I can't remember. But there's a place where. You stand on this one particular mountain and you look at all the houses out over mm-hmm. this thing, and they're all, at least that, those faces facing where you're standing are all blue. Mm.
1: Yeah. So, like, every building. Oh, yeah, there's a city yeah. in. A, it's, a, it's a Brahmin city in India. Yeah, okay, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. And it's like. it's a, First of all, how do you. Okay, so I understand that because Tarsim Singh is Indian. Mm-hmm. But how do you
1: How do you know all these places well, I imagine going through like because he he let 's see here this
2: is not a movie that you put together in a in a year or two no. no this no, is no, a movie no. you 've been thinking about all your life
1: um, direct Tarsim Singh, son of an aircraft engineer, he was educated at Bishop Cotton School in Shimla and relocated to the u s to study business at Harvard uh and significantly he did, he went then went to art center of design in california to uh look at film um uh he did shit like the Pepsi we will rock you campaign with yeah. Britney Spears, Pink and Beyoncé that was the uh female gladiator thing yeah 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 um yeah, it talks
2: about some of that. Much like Ridley Scott. He he came out of that commercial
1: world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and music yeah. videos more importantly. Yeah. Here's the cool thing is that I didn't know he was second unit director on the curious case of Benjamin Button. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Didn't know that. Dude,
2: that's another movie
1: that just like Yeah. I like know who I like to. I like to do look at that movie and bring Brian Sight back because he did a lot of the effects yeah, on it. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm just talk sure about that. that movie. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, go ahead.
2: <laughs> I was going to say. Uh, uh, I I lost it. Go ahead.
1: Uh, googly, the word the girl little girl you, repeats in the movie is the name of the, his production company. Yes. Um, but it's also a term for the for delivery and cricket. So, oh really? Tarsem Singh being Indian, sure, and Britain's influence over India, yeah, yeah, yeah. sure, that makes sense. Cricket's a sense. big,
2: cricket's a big deal.
1: Um, so every time I
2: think of cricket, I just think of those lines from like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: <laughs> "Cricket, you
1: got to know what a crumpet is." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bap.
2: I like that first Ninja uh, Ninja Turtles movie. Turtles, yeah, really?
1: yeah. I've been listening to Ron Paulson's podcast, and he does the voice of like. Uh, Pinky And he does Yakko Warner. But he's working on the turtles now. The new incarnation of the turtles. Is there
2: yet another new incarnation of the turtles? And
1: they've they've totally revamped the visual style.
2: When is somebody going to make, you know, I don't know, juvenile
1: judo gerbil? Remember the biker biker mice from Mars?
2: Oh, my God. That That was, was a thing at one point? There was like a... What was it?
1: Adolescent radioactive black belt hamsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember at the time, this is so not about the fall, but I remember at the time that the turtles were happening, and they were huge. Oh, my and, God. And around the same time, a name a lot of people don't know of these, these days, Dave Sim, did doing Cerebus. Yeah. Um, oh happening around the time, Cerebus, Cerebus would make an so awesome movie. Dude. Like if you're going to do be, a CG thing,
2: movie. you know. If you're going to do something like Dude, that, we should do a Cerebus show one I know. Of these days.
1: I you know was a big fan of Cerebus. Um, Eric Morgrid, who works a lot on Sith, and he's a filmmaker and yeah. a writer around here.
2: So, for people listening who don't know, Cerebus the
1: Aardvark was imagine Conan as it like as an aardvark, as an aardvark, <laughs> and he's and it was it, it, he was always getting like with human women, yeah. And, like, Roger um, yeah. or uh, Howard the Duck. He the didn't really look like an artwork in the drawings. No. He looked more like a pig. Looked like a pig. Like <laughs> a weird-looking pig. <laughs> I met... S- Sims did a signing at a comic book store I worked at ba- back in, like... Shit, it had to have been, like, 83, 84. And um, he was the cock of the walk back then. And nah. and just nothing ever came of it. Oh, you know what? Uh, I, I, I just
2: remembered what I was going to say sure. earlier. And that is one of the professors at the art school that I went to um was buddies with Tarsem Singh mm, yeah um when they were in college at in, in California mm-hmm. and uh he he said you know it was it was evident that uh Tar-Sim had this unique vision mm-hmm. and and it, like he was one of those guys that everybody just looked at and go, okay, you're gonna do something. Yeah, amazing. you're gonna you're gonna do yeah. this other shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he also said he was really fucking
1: weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it. <laughs> the, the great ones always are, man. right? Yeah. I think exactly. you need to have that kind of single mindedness. To, Absolutely. To, to, especially this film. To so pull this off, you have to just go like super glue your hands to your vision, right? And yeah. say we're gonna do this no matter what. Well,
2: especially considering that he used his own money. And I have to imagine he got that money from the Commercials cell. and the cell. And the cell, cell. And yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Just banking everything.
2: Yeah. And uh, uh you know, that kind of commitment is a rare thing, especially these days mm-hmm. in Hollywood, you know. Um
1: I don't have the budget on this, but I know it wasn't cheap.
2: No. There's no I, way this was cheap. I can't imagine that this made its money back.
1: It might it might have made its money back by now. <laughs> Maybe. But that's a that's eleven years? Yeah. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, eight, 12 years. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, I don't know, man. The first time that I saw this movie, um, I was in film school mm. and uh we would have these you know, um Uh, informal movie nights at the house and uh, so a couple of my fellow students, you know, who were like half my age uh, would come to the house and we'd watch a movie and uh, at that time you know, that was a big thing. Let's go to the video store and let's find shit that we don't know, right? And, uh, And so we put this movie in and usually movie night meant drinking and laughing and just, mm-hmm. like, making fun, fun of, of the movies, movies. And sure. yeah, yeah. Dude, silence. Yeah. Yeah. Our jaws were on the floor. So much so that, like, as soon as it was over, it was, like, midnight. It was like, fuck it, start that movie again. Yeah, yeah, and we yeah. watched it again. And we all were like, this movie is amazing. Yeah. The, the, we 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 all lost our shit over this movie.
1: I I want to say Cat and I watched it when it came out on video cuz had mm-hmm. seen I don't know if we had seen it anybody ever did anybody go to see this I don't this remember the I don't theater? remember what it was, but I remember that we were both so moved by it that yeah, you go like we should watch that shit again. Yeah, And the second it came out on disc, we bought it. Yeah, absolutely. And um it's a, it's it's amazing. I mean, it's one of those films, this and like I said, the aforementioned Curse of the Golden Flower and The Banquet. Right. When when they come up, if someone I know goes, yeah, the fall, I didn't like that. I start to go,
0: mm, I you start, you a, start. I got to question judgment everything, calls. Yeah. everything that you yeah, said
1: yeah. in the past up till now. Because I don't know how you look at this film, at the very least, and say, when I've I th- never seen anything like this before and it's beautiful. When I think of this film...
2: Um, another movie that I think of, at least visually, not not the story, not not anything else, but just visually, I think of Hero.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, in a lot of ways, that weird shit where you come upon just some woman standing by a a stripped down tree, like that, that doesn't make any sense in the real world, but who cares? It looks beautiful on screen. One of the
2: things that uh, it's important to note is that the costume design in this movie yeah. was by... Uh, I, I'm going to screw this up. Um, Iko Ishioka.
1: Yeah. Best known for... She did the costume designs on um, Francis Ford Coppola's uh, Dracula. Yes. Like yes! That, yeah, yeah, all yeah, of yeah. that was her. Uh, that red... That red suit. That Remember red we talked suit? about that with Laura Shrewsbury yeah, when she was on? Yeah. Oh, um, shit. The... When Lucy is, comes out of the grave, you know? Yes.
2: Fucking beautiful. It's yes. so
1: gorgeous. She also... He, she worked on all of his films up to the point that she passed.
2: I, I would... And, and I would say that, you know, like, if, if you're... There's so many things in this film for different people to gravitate mm-hmm. to. Sure. If you're a visual person... And you're just, or, or an artist, or a costume person, or a cosplay person, cinematography fan. You need to see this movie. Effects fan. Yeah, i yeah, it's amazing. I'm always amazed, um, when I mention this movie
1: to people, and they haven't seen it. You know what gets? They have no idea
2: what what I'm talking what about. What makes
1: my butt itch is when they go, "Oh, the TV show." No, you're like, no, <laughs> no, no,
2: no, no. Oh, no, no, no. and wasn't there some? Some movie with like Stephen Baldwin called The Fall, like you know, it was like some guys <laughs> the Robin a in, in 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 uh, I don't know Kansas or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so.
1: Wow, it's, it's this is a completely
2: different movie. Completely
1: different, yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that the the takeaway on it is um, again, much like things like Pan's Labyrinth, where you. You just become enamored with. It, it's more of. I think this film is is kind of an ode to story, and the power of myth, um, in a yes. weird way.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah. I, I totally get that. Yeah, yeah. Because one, it's presenting you with uh, a heavy story, mm-hmm. a heavy. You know, I'm putting up air quotes here. Real life story. And it has this added element of this fairy tale mm-hmm. that's inside of it. Hit
1: the, go ahead. And and it it
2: presents the best of both. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: Dude, there's a scene in this where d- does this movie remind you at all of the Last Circus? Yeah. In, yeah. Me too. Alex like, Della I, Iglesias' Last Circus. Even Santa Sangre in a weird way. Yes. Um yes. There's a moment in this thing where she is standing in front of a door. And she looks up and sees a man that's uh, loading kegs onto a, tr- a thing. Onto a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the image passes through a keyhole. and It's almost like an aperture for a camera. Yes. And you see the image projected, sort of projected on the wall. This is This is the kind of movie...
2: That I cite whenever people start talking about um, 360 virtual reality movies mm-hmm. where you can look anywhere,
1: mm-hmm. and I'm
2: like, no, yeah.
1: the director is showing you, yeah, y- y- you know. And, and even if that scene does has does nothing for the narrative, it's a little piece it's, of candy that beautiful. they leave on the road. Yeah, absolutely, and it's great. It, Doesn't it sound good. Piece of candy on the road. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> like a possum. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um,
2: that brings up something that that like when we were talking about you know what to talk about. Uh, full disclosure: uh, we were supposed to have a guest this yeah. this week. That and, didn't work out, and it didn't work out. So Tom and I were like scrambling. It's like, yeah. oh shit, what are we going to talk about? Well, let's talk about a movie that we really like. Yeah. Um, By the way,
1: decided on last night. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so that's us that's us on the point.
2: But I but it brings up something about the other movie that we were talking about, mm-hmm. you know, and that was Shogun Assassin. And yeah, I feel like this isn't this isn't uh exclusive to Shogun Assassin, it's 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 a Japanese thing in general. And then and then it is that uh, you have these moments mm-hmm. of just Jaw-dropping beauty. Yeah.
1: Oh, in, dude. The, in the middle of this chaos. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's a there's a thing in this where you know, remember that there would be poles with those sheet on it with blood. Yes. Makes no sense why that's there, but who cares? Uh,
0: it is. Gorgeous.
1: It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. When that tree bursts in, the, the old tree, tree bursts in. Flame, the flames. At I hope I hope you guys there have seen are this. <laughs> otherwise, there are, we're giving all these things there away. There
2: are scenes in this movie that are that are. Um, Evocative of uh, John Ford,
1: absolutely big
2: w- wide shots. Big wide shots of this, like this beautiful landscape.
1: Almost also, I'm going to throw in John Ford slash Kurosawa.
2: Oh, that big well, yeah, of yeah. Kurosawa. Well, Kurosawa got yeah. it from yeah,
1: John Ford. John Ford. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I said that, I go, <laughs> "Well, just buzz by that." Um, but it's it's again, if you if. Are you
2: by the way? Are you familiar with the Steven Spielberg story about composition within the frame? No. So, Steven, I know Spielberg, principle of thirds, but right, exactly yeah. the principle of the thirds, right? It's like your your frame is cut up into three different sections horizontally and vertically. Yes, exactly. So you've got upper, middle, and lower, mm-hmm. and then you've got left, left. right,
0: left, middle, left, right, middle, and right.
2: Yeah, and. Uh, Steven Spielberg was working as an intern. Mm-hmm. He was like nobody. He was like a kid, right? But he, he he's in John Ford's office.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, uh, he's looking at this painting that John Ford has on the wall where um, th- there's this big landscape, you know, big western landscape, and then there's, like, this tiny strip of, like, land at the bottom with, yeah. like, a cowboy on it or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, uh, somehow that comes up in their conversation I don't remember exactly how and John Ford's like let me give you some advice you either show the horizon at the bottom of the screen Uh, or the top top of the screen you you never show the horizon in the middle of the screen and because each of those things means something different Mm -hmm. if you show it at the bottom of the screen Shows how insignificant right the human the are. human is yeah
1: look at uh, um, the hitcher does a lot of oh the my god yeah yeah the, the the original hitcher go ahead
2: oh well I was just gonna say like now I think we should do a hitcher <laughs> show <laughs> yeah <laughs> because yeah, yeah. that movie is amazing
0: well
1: it, it it came up for me really drove it home is of all things Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade there's yeah a, there's a scene where Indiana Jones is talking to his father and they put Using that grid that you... Right, made yeah, yeah, yeah. Indiana Jones is on the very far left. Uh-huh. His father is on the very far right, right. Which shows not only the the distance... It symbolizes the distance between their outlooks, but also the differences between the two men. Absolutely. When that film got put on the video, they did a pan and scan version of it. So it just cut between the two men talking, oh my and God. you lost all of oh, them. It was terrible. part of the argument for widescreen. Um, John Ford, I love this story. At the time, the early '60s, back in the House of Un-American Activities, that right. was happening. There was a bunch of actors in Hollywood that were super right-wing. Ward Bond, sure, John Wayne, right, right, right. And they were talking about like, we want you all. They were there was some SAG meeting or what have you, and and, and Bond and Wayne wanted everyone to sign an oath of loyalty. And John Ford stood up, you know, old man, cowboy hat, eye patch. Probably at this point an iPad yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he just said, uh, and I'm going to paraphrase this, but he just stood up and he goes, my, I'm, my name is John Ford and I make westerns. And I don't much like what you guys are talking. <laughs> and he just got up and left. That's and everyone awesome. went with him, yeah. And when John Ford says that, that's like... Oh, shit, yeah. That's like... Billy Wilder going man, fuck
2: this has shit has there ever been a man in his other years that looked more like a bulldog
1: than John Ford maybe Sam Peckinpah
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sam Peckinpah would have been yeah I would have to throw both of those men on my on my you can have dinner with five people in the world yeah, so like yeah. John Ford would be the John kid. Ford. oh my god I, do you
2: remember when um uh um uh, this is uh,
1: us totally abandoning the <laughs> fall
2: now. God damn it. Who uh, uh, who wrote Taxi Driver? Oh, uh, Paul. Paul. Paul Schrader. Schrader. Paul Schrader. Yeah. Okay. Paul Schrader does this um, interview with John Ford. Late <laughs> in John Ford's life, right? Nice. <laughs> Paul Schrader's like, you know, I'm not worthy. I'm, you know, yeah. and <laughs> John Ford was just like a... Dick to him. Yeah. It is so, it's it's such an amazing When you've got the body if of work of John Ford. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Any interview with those guys is great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <so> <laughs> what that has to do the with fall? the fall, I Nothing. don't know. But so, here's the a, a takeaway. If okay. you've seen it, you know what we're talking about, and you've been nodding at us for an hour. Right. If you haven't seen it, I can't. Suggest this is easily one of my top five films yeah, of all time. This is yeah, absolutely, and it and it does it
2: does irk me that like you know uh, people don't get it, you mm-hmm. know, and and and, and uh, uh, again, you know, going back to Rotten Tomatoes, you know, when you read the reviews that you know they're they're like oh it's style over substance, mm-hmm. blah 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 blah. Um, I really feel like just people just aren't getting it. And yeah. and and it is one of those movies where it's like you need to watch this movie mm-hmm. and my relationship with you is going to be based upon your reaction to this movie. Yeah. There's part of me that also says that's an asshole move.
1: But yeah, it is. But on the other hand, I know that Fundamentally, we see things differently, and that may hinder any any friendship relationship we we could have. You know what I mean? Right. Like exactly. if someone if someone if someone I don't care who you are if you walk up to me and say something like, you know, Night of the Living Dead sucks. I don't know that we got a lot to talk about. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or this film, or or it, it, you know, it, because it's showing, peak. Is because it's one. oh yeah oh my god I got nothing to say to you
2: yeah. Um You know, toward that end, uh, you're right. There are certain things that, like, it's it's shorthand. Mm -hmm. It's shorthand. It's it's a way of saying, um, here are my you know basic principles and beliefs and things. And uh, uh, while it's cool that we don't agree about this movie, I
1: also don't feel like.
2: We have much in common, you right? Know.
1: You're you're not seeing the same shit that I am, right? Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. and you're not willing to you know accept the fact that some things, some things are just there to be pretty and to be beautiful. Yeah. And and, and if nothing else, I think if if none of this other stuff has convinced you, the performance of the girl. Yeah. Is oh my god. Phenomenal. The performance of the girl is. It's really phenomenal. It's nuts.
2: Uh, and I, I I'm going to say for people who are listening, you know. Uh, well hopefully you're listening Uh, hopefully this will convince you if you've not seen this film just to check it out
1: check it out and then let us know if you think that we're full of shit let us know yeah absolutely we'd love to have that conversation Yeah. um, because (laughs) because this
2: is one of those movies where I've like told people like oh my god you have to see this film Mm -hmm. and then they're kind of like yeah yeah, yeah, and and it's like it's so disappointing. I, I sometimes
1: do, will say that you need to see it with me so I can point this shit out right, to yeah, you. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I,
2: I I will say this. This is one of those movies where if you're a film person at all, I think you'll get it. mhm if if and, and 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 thereby, I think most of the listeners will get it. Yeah. Um, oh, I have
1: no doubt that our listeners get it.
2: Oh, totally. And Absolutely. they've probably all seen it. And yeah, 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 yeah. This yeah. is probably a wasted
0: episode. <laughs> no, no, no. no.
1: Well, I think it's it's important to hear. Like for me, anyway, I listen to the podcasts and stuff, and I'll go like, Oh yeah, that they, they're saying everything that I'm thinking. And yes. That kind exactly. of validates what yeah. I'm saying. So right, right I hear there. you. All right, uh, we're good. So we're gonna take a break. And we we'll back in a second. That was us an hour talking bullshit <laughs>
0: um,
1: moving on to second hour stuff the, the point being you need to watch this movie yeah go watch that
0: movie
1: <laughs> uh, let's see uh, Dead Guys jo- George Cameron was a member of the Left Bank they did the they did the original Walk Away Renee yeah I
2: remember the Left Bank yeah
1: well, they were a big deal for about a minute and a half back mm-hmm. once upon a time um, Richard Benjamin Harrison he was the quote unquote old man on Palm Stars yes uh, I want to say it was Parkinson's but yeah uh, there's that Joe Jackson I said this to my wife I go Joe Jackson died and my wife's like he's the man? no no don't. no, no, Jackson not that family <laughs> Joseph Jackson <laughs> Joseph Jackson who um, while he shepherded the Jacksons to their fame reportedly kind of a dick
2: Used well, to beat him up and there kind of was an episode of Martin. You remember Martin? Yeah. yeah. Martin, Martin, Martin Lawrence.
1: Or as I call it Martin. <laughs>
2: yes, go exactly. Ahead. And uh there was a like a, a teenager on that show and he's like, Hey man, I have a really good impression of Michael Jackson and they go, Yeah? All right, show me and he's like curls up in this corner and says
1: Daddy, no! <laughs> yeah, Daddy, don't beat me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was um, supposedly a really stern taskmaster. Yeah, master, um, and and didn't die. He died of pancreatic cancer, and that is not fun. No, no and way to die is fun.
2: But he was also a really old guy. Old guy. Yeah, um, he was in his late eighties. Yeah, so he he had you know a long life. Yeah, and, and uh, um, I I've, I've been listening to like hours and hours of people talking about um, how how complicated it is because Joe Jackson um through his uh horrible you know parenting mm-hmm. Also created the Jackson Five yeah, yeah. and Michael
0: Jackson and, and, and launched Janet not Jackson. and
1: Janet and all of yeah, them. Yeah, all, even all Rebbie had an album on at one point. Right, exactly.
2: Yeah. Um On how again, just how complicated that mm-hmm. is, and 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 yeah. uh,
1: and the dedication and and you know, if it had if, if
2: if if you know if he had not been such a drill sergeant, would we have had the genius of probably not. Michael Jackson, probably not. Yeah. At the same time, um, is that, you know, you ask yourself, is that that important? Right. You know. That Do we need to
1: beat some children to get beat
2: it? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Probably not. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> beat it. the funny. funny. What an <laughs>
2: idiot I am. I actually saw, I actually, the first time that I ever saw 300 mm-hmm. was in a theater and Joseph Jackson was sitting right behind. Was he really? Yeah.
1: It was smelling a, like too much cologne.
2: <laughs> it was at the same time that uh, Michael Jackson was living at the Palm, okay, uh, up on the top floor, and wow. it was all supposed to be a big secret. Sure, and you know, um, y- you know, my takeaway from that was a couple of things. One, Michael Jackson's children, uh-huh. um, the, yeah, they're I'm sure they're adults now. Yeah, they are, but. Um, but at that time, the most polite mm-hmm. children I've ever met oh, in bet. my entire life, um, taking Michael Jackson shopping, mm-hmm. um, an amazing, weird, um, uh, experience where the entire store closes down mm-hmm. and you just go in and you just stand by while he goes and looks at shit. Yeah. Um.
1: There's video somewhere of a documentary they did with Michael where he goes shopping in Vegas. And he just wanders through the place going, I'll pick three yeah, of those and five of those. That's exactly just, what it was. It's just yeah. bizarre. Yeah. Um, and
2: <laughs> every almost every day we would get um, deliveries. And it would be like the most weird, bizarre shit. Oh, I you know, bet. it's like, you know this couch that looks like a hippo. You
1: know, it's <laughs> just <like laughs> and, and it's awesome. all
2: going into this one room upstairs. How weird.
1: <laughs> How weird. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, Lillian Montevecchio. No one cares about this but me. She was uh, a French actress. She was in the Broadway, original Broadway play with Raul Julia of Nine. Um, she has a song called Folies, Folies Berger. That yeah. is awesome. Um, great French actress. Um, just yeah, one of those. Uh, Steve Soto from the Adolescents. So
2: Steve Soto was the bassist. Yeah, he was played, he? I thought
1: he was the drummer. He was a bass. Okay, he, he was a bass player. <laughs> shows uh, you how much I follow the Adolescents.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of people are like, you know, uh, if you think of Southern California punk, mm-hmm. this is the guy that epitomized it. Mm-hmm. Um, he started out in Agent Orange, which mm-hmm. is a seminal. Southern California punk band. And then he went on to co found um The Adolescents, mm-hmm. which were a big deal. Um
1: uh, once upon a time they were a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely.
2: Um if you're if you're unfamiliar, look up um the song Amoeba, um, by the the Adolescents. It, it's it's great. I mean if you're a punk rock guy at all. he, he kind of epitomized that whole Southern California scene. Um, he was only fifty-four. Yeah, he also was one of the founding members of Manic Hispanic. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah.
0: I remember those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah, yeah, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. He
2: was he was involved in a lot of bands. So mm-hmm. it, for this particular week, this is the death that like kind of means a big deal to me. Wow. Yeah. Uh,
1: and then finally, the one that means a big deal to me, Harlan Ellison. Oh, my God! yeah, that's fucking staggering. He was old and infirm but and it was turning rapidly into a Jewish booby but um man what what a and I said just on Facebook, I said a giant passes a huge giant, you know he's the guy that we have to think for fuck you pay me, yeah, yeah, you know uh um mm-hmm. The, yeah. the the pay the writer clip on YouTube it, from Dreams with Teeth is It's amazing. It's a mantra for me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like look I just love it. What I should do a favor for whatever Yeah, <laughs> Yeah.
2: Um in reference to that, what we're talking about is uh, at some point um Harlan Ellison was contacted to do... Um, uh,
1: they wanted to use an essay of his uh, that he wrote on Babylon 5 for one of the season box sets. Right. And someone called and said... Um, and he said to them, you sure, you can use it. You just have to pay me. And then they were like, oh, other people are doing it for free. Well, he's like fuck, he's like, fuck you. you. Yeah. 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 And I Harlan, love that. Harlan Nelson was great. And so yeah, they they told they, one article I read called them difficult. <laughs> uh, my favorite is when they were writing Star Trek the Motion Picture. Yeah. They were going through all these ideas and the studio wasn't happy. So Ellison said the Enterprise goes to the e- finds the edge of the universe where they encounter a giant wall and they fire photon torpedoes against it and they blow a hole in the wall and they're looking in from the other side is the face of God. Right. And the studio accepted all we like that, but we want it bigger. At which point, Ellison reportedly threw something at the guy, told him to go fuck himself, and walked out of the building. (laughs) I like that. How do you
2: get bigger than the fucking face of God? But I like
1: that. I like the fact, like, at some point, especially in writing and publishing in the arts... There's a lot. There's people that are really good. This is the guy who brought a stranger in a strange land. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all these. Well, no, no. He brought us things like City on the Edge of Tomorrow, the, oh, the wait. Star Trek pilot. That's uh, Heinlein. Uh, I'm that sorry. About. Yeah, um, um, The man with the thing with the glass hand on Twilight Zone. Did he do. Um, did boy he and do his dog. Boy and
2: his dog. Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, And a boy and his dog is so good. Even today it's really good. It's like you know, if I'm going to read a book to my girlfriend Mm -hmm. to get her to go to sleep, it's I Am Legend Mm -hmm. and A Boy and His Dog.
1: Yeah, get her to sleep. My wife, I just read her one of mine. She goes right out. She goes right to sleep. Well, that's what I do with our podcast. But yeah, he was just one of those guys that was just... You know, at the time he he exemplified the sort of new sci-fi writer yeah. you know? yeah. uh, a young guy smoking a pipe hanging at the Playboy Mansion yeah. he was a badass that yeah, guy yeah he was uh, but if you can find Dreams with Teeth the, the documentary Dreams on. with Teeth is an amazing documentary yeah it's good, it's good stuff <laughs> moving on to news uh, AMC cancelled Kevin Smith's comic book men I'm shocked that it lasted what seven uh, seasons I am too
2: yeah you know, um you know, I... Mm, it seems to be that
1: AMC's revamping a lot of stuff.
2: It's hard for me, you know, because I'm not a comic book guy. Yeah. Like, I so often rail against it. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to imagine why it lasted one season.
1: Well, I think it's like Pawn Stars, where people, they see these... It's not just comic books, but people bring in toys. and They bring sure. in pop memorabilia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to be able to go, oh, shit, I had that. Yeah. And I get
2: that, because often I'm like oh my god that Aurora model kit you know or that Warren publication
1: thing I had
0: that mm-hmm.
1: yeah. and so much of that is going like oh yeah I had that it's I building that. off of nostalgia absolutely yeah. I'm always plucks those nostalgia yeah, yeah, strings yeah. pretty solidly um, I guess the monkeys were touring they had set up a tour and um, wait so that would have been it's Michael Dolan's and... Uh, Mike Nesmith and Mickey Dolan's. Mickey Dolan's, Peter yeah. Tork has died, and so has... Uh, yeah, 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 Davy Jones. Davy Jones. But now By they, the way, they, they d- canceled the tour because Mike Nesmith was hospitalized for being sick. Yeah, so I saw that, that recently. That's not good.
2: Um, did I tell you my uh, Davy Jones story? No. So, when I was working at Palace Station, um, Davy Jones um, played in the lounge... And, uh, I had to go upstairs and do something for them. I don't remember exactly what. I've been in the elevator with fucking, um, NWA,
0: hmm.
2: um, and people like that, and, you know, where we're people just reek of weed. Hmm. I have never smelled stronger weed. Than Davy Jones? Than Davy Jones's room. Wow, uh, he was sure he was partying fucking hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As an old man, uh, and there's something about that that I'm kind of like, yeah, you know, fucking right on. You know, it's like.
1: Well, I had said before on the show that uh, a buddy of mine that works for Bill Graham says he's been backstage at like rap shows and uh, reggae shows, and no one smokes more weed than Neil Diamond. Uh, right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and I believe that. I, yeah. Ever in blue jeans. Yeah, that's
1: something. Um, Edgar Wright has announced his next film was a documentary on the band Sparks, Russell and Ron Uh, male. uh Sparks were a band in the 80s. Yeah. Um, the keyboard player was known for being very austere and he had a Hitler mustache. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> and they did some. Some my my wife's a big Sparks fan. Yeah, and uh, but it just seems weird. Edgar Wright, the guy who did Baby Driver, right? Yeah, going to do a documentary on Baby Sparks. Driver
2: and Shaun of the Dead. All and that stuff. And yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, this is exciting. Universal has announced they're now anna- they're releasing a thirty film box set of their horror films.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. That
1: includes the Abbott and Costello movies. Yeah, everything, like everything. Thirty of them. Holy shit. Yeah,
2: I'm in. Yeah, I'm totally. It, I I want that box set.
1: Yeah. Um, Damon Lindelof, who did was involved with Lost, is yeah. involved in this Watchmen series. They just cast right. Jeremy Irons as something. Yes. Uh, I don't know whether it's going to be like Ozymandias or just. It is. It's the story of Watchmen. It's set in the Watchmen universe, but it's not necessarily the same story as in the book and in the movie. Right. So um, it sounds like a little poetic. Well, license.
2: the book and the movie are different too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, there was no giant octopus or whatever it was at the end of Zack <laughs> <laughs> Snyder <laughs> going, I got it, I got I, it. I, like. I, I will say this, you know, um, I know a lot of Watchmen fans are not fans of the movie. I think the movie is fine. I love the movie. Yeah. I really do. It's I, a little
1: long-winded,
2: but it's fine. Yeah, but it does exactly what it's supposed to
1: be. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. And, and the portrayal of Rorschach is spot on. Oh, my God. So good. Uh, What's that actor's name? Jackie Earl Haley. Yes. Yeah. Long way from Bad News Bears. The the first time that
2: I remember seeing him was was in Breaking Away.
1: Yeah, he was in Breaking Away. He was... One of the cutters, I think they were called. Yep. Uh, Scott Beck and Brian Woods, who wrote the screenplay for A Quiet Place, they are adapting Stephen King's A Boogeyman. Yeah. Or The Boogeyman.
2: And And
1: when I saw that... It
2: made me go, I need to go back and I don't remember that. the story at all. Either. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So, you know, I'm 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 down. I think it's one of those things that with the success of it, um you know, it happens to King a lot. You know, yeah. it happened with the mist, everyone's like, Oh, there's this new re- renewed interest in all of his old right. material. So hopefully good. By
2: the way, there was this um I used to have it, I don't anymore because of the divorce. Sure. Um, but it was a Dramatized version of The Mist on uh, CD.
0: Oh, cool. It was amazing. Yeah, wow. It was beautiful.
2: Yeah. Hmm. I'm sure it's one of those things that would cost you like an arm and a leg to get now.
1: Let's see. Rob Cohen, who did the original Fast and Furious and a bunch of other stuff. He's doing a... Everett Hartsoe back in the day when the crow took off, Hmm. Everett Hartsoe did a book called Razor, which was like a female crow. And he's been, Evan Harsow has been trying to get this thing made since the 80s. And um, there has been a couple of stops and starts, but now I guess Rob Cohen's doing it, which I don't know that, I think that time has passed. Female empowered I, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Marvel plans to introduce a bunch of LGBTQ characters, so good for them. Okay.
2: Um. By the way, we're coming up on our local city's... Uh, Pride pride they just announced
1: the girl who plays Valkyrie in Marvel Ragnarok yeah the the black girl Yeah, uh it came out that she has been in a relationship with Janelle the singer Janelle Monet for yeah. a long time yeah, and they, yeah, yeah. They, they went public with it and i thought that's awesome by the
2: way uh, Janelle uh Monet uh, recently coming out as pansexual mm mm-hmm. It's a big deal for me. Yeah, I, yeah. People like are
1: standing up and being representations yeah, fucking matters. Absolutely. And I you know and I think it's just awesome. I just think yeah. that the idea that the more that we can show successful relationships in in in, in all walks of life right. the better. Because these days, you know, um like marriages don't last and relationships fall apart right. and, and it's important, especially on the fringe, to see success stories. Absolutely. So that's awesome. Uh, this is kind of cool. Joe Bob Briggs and Shudder are doing a 24-hour marathon where they'll be showing 12 to 13 movies interrupted by him with guests. It's almost like his farewell to Joe Bob Briggs. Mm-hmm. And they're doing it on Shudder.
2: When, when he was doing his trailer.
1: Trailer, whatever it was. Yeah, whatever uh, you know, was yeah. so this is him part. coming back many years later, and they're going to do this marathon. And you know, he's the cool in,
2: thing about cool. Joe Bob Bob Briggs is that um, while he went on and became an actor Mm -hmm. in in air quotes again um, he was a horror host that did not um, there was not a lot of shenanigans it wasn't like when once I was watching, you know, Sven Gulli. Yeah, he's and, you know, not
1: the ghoul or he's ghoularty. He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rubber
2: chickens and shit. Right. This is, like, this is a guy who likes these
1: movies. I mean, once you get past the red sort of redneck drive-in right. character. Right. Uh, I also saw that they're revamped, there's a, there's a online service that's revamping creature features from the Bob Wilkins creature features. Wow. And the host is his son.
2: Holy shit! Are you serious? Yeah,
1: I just saw that wow. this morning, and I was like, "God!" And he looks like him, and the whole delivery is very Bob. Wow, that's yeah, very cool. Wow. Um, Sony announced. This doesn't make any sense to me. Sony announced that Jared Leto, Jared Leto, mm-hmm. has been cast as Morbius, the Living Vampire. Sony is involved with this. I have a feeling it's Sony. Making a film based on a Spider-Man character, so they there, there's a thing where if you buy the rights to Spider-Man, you have to do something with it within a, a, a period of time, right? In otherwise, order you, lose the, you lose the rights. Right. So I think that's what this is. I just know that I don't know that. I think people are clamoring more for a Blade movie than they are Morbius, the Living Vampire. That well, makes no sense at all.
2: You, you know, me. when you say that, I think about the Crow reboot.
1: Yeah. And now dead crow reboot.
2: Yeah, the now dead crow reboot. Thank God. Yeah. Um, And I think about Jason Momoa. Mm -hmm. Is he not Mobius the vampire material?
0: I I think think he is.
1: I think he's better as uh, a cast. If you're going to cast him, he's already under the DC banner. Cast him as Lobo. Make it R-rated. Do Lobo. Okay.
2: Well. In my head, Lobo and Mobius. Yeah, they're kind of the same. Yeah, they're kind of the same. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. I would much rather see, and I'm down with. Let's, you know what? If we can keep him under control, and I think we can now that he's been to jail. Right. I'd love to see a a little older Wesley Snipes as Blade again. Oh my God! Because that would be at least he knows how to fight. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Yeah.
2: Do you remember what was the movie where he was doing Capoeira, like as a young
1: guy <laughs> on the beach or something? Know. I can't remember now. But yeah. it was just like,
0: yeah.
1: Patton Oswalt tells great stories. He he worked on Blade Trinity or whatever the yes, fuck that was. Right, right, right. He's got great stories it's about the, how the one with Ryan Ryan, Ryan Reynolds and Reynolds on what's her name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he just talks about when you got to a certain area near a certain number of of the trailers. It uh-huh. was just weed smoke and (laughs) he was communicating with the director through um speaking in the third person via sticky notes (laughs) it's just like all right stop um showtime has commissioned a 10 episode halo series based on the video game halo master Mm -hmm. chief uh, a long time Peter Jackson was supposedly want, trying to shepherd this through Weta has been involved right Hot, it's like it's almost like a pot labor kind of mech thing going on yeah, yeah, And it yeah, looks yeah. cool um every every incarnation of it, and they've done a couple of movies that are animated that yeah. aren't as cool, but this thing showtime there's some money there, yeah, so maybe um this is kind of cool Disney Imagineering you remember on Mythbusters the, one of the kids Grant and Mahara. He, yeah. was, he was the Asian kid. Yeah. Well, he's been working with Disney Imagineering for a while. And they've come up with, quote unquote, an autonomous stunt double. Dude, I saw this thing. That I they are like, thrown in the air. What? And it behaves like a body. It's wow. arms move and it's
0: all stuff.
2: Friend of the show, Ron Balicki, was kind of like, what are you, you need know, sending out a message to his uh, stunt people? Stunt people." Was like, what do you guys think about this? Because I can imagine. Imagine. Yeah, it's like. Oh, On the other know, hand, fuck
1: this. Wouldn't it be great to be able to do? I'm going to use it as an example the the skyscraper fall from Sharky's machine. Yes. Do that with this thing now.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. keep
1: doing it. Yeah. Um. Uh. The one thing that was kind of cool was that when they launched one, it, it moved in the air and it looked like it was sort of superhero flying. Well, it's cool. Even even going back to, um,
2: uh, I want to say it was Temple of Doom, mm-hmm. um, where they're on the, on the uh, sp- suspension bridge. Yeah. And then they, you know, he cuts the mm-hmm. thing and everybody falls. falls. And I remember what a big deal it was to have these dummies that were falling that also had this kind of spinning motion of the arms like a real person would. And uh, I get it. It's the same thing behind using um, 3D uh, CGI stuntmen. Yeah, agreed.
0: But
1: I'm more on board for an actual physical... It's kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. You can put these things, let's say, on top of a building, detonate the building, and you can see them moving in real time. Right, exactly. That said, it did remind me of a thing Bill Hicks used to talk about. Mm -hmm. And Bill Hicks used to talk about how films have gotten bigger and stunts have gotten bigger, and it's really dangerous for stuntmen. And he was proposing using the terminally ill in these scenes. <laughs> and as he said, he goes, Do you want your grandmother to die on a, a medicinal scrap heap? Oh my god. Or do you want her to meet <laughs> Chuck Norris? <laughs> it's just reminded you But looks cool. I'm glad to see that and who who knows how that, that, that same technology will be applied. I mean, Velcro came from NASA. Right, exactly. So who knows how this is going to come into yes, play. Yes,
2: it, it'll be interesting.
1: Uh, they released a trailer this week for something called Wellington Paranormal. It's the Taika Waititi, Jemaine Clement series based on what we do in the shadows. Oh, okay. So it remi- it's a kind of reminiscent, it reminded me a lot of Cops. And there was this short-lived thing that these guys that used to work for Rick Baker did called uh, Postmortem um, Acquisition Control, PMAC. Mm. It was about episode of cops where these guys came to someone's house, for example, and had to get a zombie out of the pool. Right. This thing looks like it's a. It's three cops that have been assigned like sort of the X-Files. Right. And laughs ensue from there. Sure, sure. It gives them an opportunity not just to talk about vampires, but broaden that palette. Right. Um, Hasbro has filed a cease and desist order on the GI Joe Stop Motion Film Festival.
2: That sucks.
1: That does the GI suck. Joe
2: Stop Motion Film Festival has been responsible for so many amazing things. Yeah. Um one of which is um I can't remember the name of it now, but it it was uh um I I it was people taking these action figures, these collectibles. Mm-hmm. See, so like Arnold Schwarzenegger, like like, you know, hitting this tank with a machete and yelling at it. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know.
1: There's so many wonderful things it that come out petty. of that. It's so stupid. And it's part of. The, I think it's part of the program that Hasbro's doing because they're they're getting gearing up to launch this new universe, and so they're trying to control everything. But yeah. I just think it's kind of a dick move. It's totally a dick move. Um, so, fuck those guys. Fuck those guys. Um, Past guest of the show, Bill Watterson with Dave Made Amaze. Yes. Won a Saturn Award for Best DVD Package. I saw that. That's that very cool. cool. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. very cool. Um, Always good to see that. Uh, Kevin Feige, you're going to love this. Not really. Kevin Feige says that Marvel still plans to do Doctor Strange 2. All right. Sure. Why? Because right, I guess they need more. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. They announced today, I think it's called, um, they're calling Infinity War 2 Quest for Peace. It's like, wasn't that I Superman
2: think, 4? I, I think I think the best Doctor Strange movie that has ever been made was a Charles Band movie called Doctor Mordred. Doctor Mordo, yeah, yeah Mordred, yeah, whatever. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jeffrey Combs, yeah. sure.
1: Um, Fatih Aiken, who did In the Fade, is doing a Firestarter cr- sequel. Who the fuck asked for this? What? No, no. for this. No. That's dumb. It is dumb. Speaking of dumb, Jim Carrey is going to play Robotnik in a, get this, CG slash live action Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Oh, my Just God. <laughs> stop. <laughs> Just stop it. I know. Some of these I I pull and I go, oh, this is going to really make Langley mad. Well, you know... Uh,
2: it's frustrating because he does shit like that and then he does this movie that we spotlight yeah, yeah 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 the week or two Swedish
1: ago. crime thing well, right oh oh my god so there's the
2: Swedish crime thing but there's also the kind of uh, Mr. Oh, Rogers oh yeah thing. yeah
1: yeah the um, this, the, the, the series Happy yeah. not Happy oh my god something that looks amazing yeah, looks like good. yeah. yeah he plays like a Mr. Rogers thing yeah. uh, and then finally this is kind of good news um Netflix, who seems to be financing everything, has bankrolled a 10-episode series um, called Wu Assassins to, to set to be produced, star, and be choreographed by Aiko Awai from The Rage. Wow, raid. from The Raid. yeah. So this sounds kind of like he's a chef in San Francisco Chinatown that is discovered to be one of the last of the Wu, Wu Assassins. And I guess hilarity happens that, from there means. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Do you remember the Sammo Hung TV series called Martial yeah, Law? Yeah, yeah. Dude. <laughs> it was so dumb. I mean, it, it was dumb, but it was, it was great. dumb, but it was like, you know, you watched it, and you're like, when are we getting into the fight scene? It yeah. Like, and I remember the very first episode, there was like this stunt that I had seen before in J.K. Chan movies mm-hmm. where he like, he does this like drop double kick, yeah, and like sends a guy flying through the air through a car windshield. Nice. It was like,
0: oh my god, yeah. Sammo is television.
1: fucking Sammo well, is like, you go deep into that guy's catalog man, and you find great stuff. Well, you know, if you go back to
2: you know the 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 Peking Opera School, yeah. Sammo was he was the fighter. Yeah, he was like you know whenever people like started shit. Samuel was the guy yep. that would beat the shit out of them. It yeah. wasn't Jackie. It wasn't Yim yeah. Biao
1: or none of those guys.
2: Yeah. None of those guys. He, They yeah. used
1: to call him Big Brother. Yeah, um, Big Brother or Uncle, something like that. By the
2: way, ones. if you've never seen Painted Faces, oh, oh my god, yeah, you've yeah, got to yeah, see yeah, that yeah. movie. Yeah, that's an amazing film. Um, also, uh, you know. Toward that end, that made me think of something, and of course I have now.
1: Uh, <laughs> of course, I have now it's forgotten. It's gone. It. The yeah. train goes.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, moving on to trailers. Um, kind of a so uh, weak this week. Yeah, yeah, Not yeah, a lot yeah. of good stuff. Yeah. And I cut it down from 27 again, and boy alive, it was a lot of sh. I and yeah, I thank you
0: for that. Oh, sir. yeah.
1: <laughs> As I say, I watch shit, so you don't have to. Uh, first movie: Alien Code. Um, kid discovers alien tech. Very kind of, you know, yeah. teenager. It's, and, and
2: it's also a mindfuck. Like, yeah. Like, things are going on. Things are from the future. Mm-hmm. There's some time elements, elements there. Gets visited by, we assume, aliens. Yeah, these by their men- pronounced brow ridges, I
0: guess. Exactly. That means aliens. <laughs>
1: they don't have eyebrows. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it reminded me, like, if they were going to do an offshoot of Fringe, Yeah. kind of felt like that. Man, by the way, Fringe. Fringe, great show. Fringe was a great show. Great show, yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
2: (laughs) It's available on Amazon Prime, people, if you've never watched it. Fringe?
1: Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I think Hulu has it as well. Okay, cool. Uh, Blaze, true story of a country and western singer directed by Ethan Hawke. Yeah, weird. Um, This looked Good it looks great, um kind of like the Jeff bridges thing crazy heart crazy heart it's a that's little exactly more exactly
2: what it reminded me of yeah um i you know i I don't know what to tell you other than
1: it looks really good it does star in a minor role the act the actress who plays the daughter in arrested development mm-hmm. um as someone who is the love interest to the singer right um it's the story of a guy
2: who's who is on the cusp of becoming a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the country music world. In the country music world. And like world.
1: most artists, he's got issues.
2: Right, exactly. And uh it, it seems to be about the relationship between him and his his, his lady. Mm-hmm. Um and uh you know, I remember from the trailer at one point she's like, I don't think I'm your muse anymore mm-hmm. and he's like you're the only thing. Yeah, that, you know.
1: There's a moment where she walks into the house and he's written words all over the wall. All over the wall. So he's like, and she finds him in the bathroom. And when she looks at him, he goes, "I wrote you some songs. I wrote you the
0: songs." Yeah. And it made this me think, so
2: of, dude, it made me think of that scene from um, uh, uh, Quills. Yeah, where the Marquis de Sade has been like, it's yeah. like we've taken everything from you, and he's like. Fuck you! I'm writing shit on the walls with my shit. Yeah, yeah. you know, it, you know, like yeah, I'm yeah. not going to be stopped. Th- this
0: looked
1: really good to me. Yeah, it looks cool. Yeah, up next, um, Rooster Teeth, who is an online kind of comedy thing. They they, they they were do doing it. Red versus Blue, I want to say, for okay. a while the Halo stuff. Uh-huh. Anyway, they're doing a, th- a movie called Blood Fest. I've described it as kids go to horror fest and find monsters. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, comedy, very light. I, I'm very,
2: I, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I'm torn, because uh, it looks like a lot of fun, mm-hmm. but I also feel like it's like it's
1: speaking to the lowest common denominator.
0: Yeah, it's, like, you it's know, the problem with a
1: lot of horror these days, it's just, it's shooting right for the middle. Right. You
2: know. Basically what it is, is y- y- you come to this big thing called Bloodfest, and all these horror Nerds are mm-hmm. there, and then you find out that all the shenanigans that are going on are real. Mm-hmm. So, the chainsaw guy that's chasing you, he's really going to kill you with a chainsaw if yeah, you yeah, yeah, get yeah, the yeah, fuck yeah, out yeah. of his way.
1: Um, it, it, it felt like films like Monster Brawl, Monster Brawl, or, or um, you know, whatever. Almost like a Broken uh, Lizard movie, too. Right, exactly. In a weird yeah. way. Um so yeah. So probably fine. Although I will say,
2: you know, in in, in this kind of milieu of films mm-hmm. um what is it? Uh Tucker and Dale versus yeah. Evil. That's an that's that's a amazing. great movie. Great I'd love that movie.
1: And super smart and super referential in a way that isn't like yeah. rubbing your face in it. Yes. Uh next up Detective D, the Four Heavenly Kings. So the big thing about this
2: is that this is directed by Sui Hark. Yeah, and Sui Hark is the
1: he's the founder A legend.
2: of of yeah. this Chinese fantasy mm-hmm. world.
1: Yeah, if you've seen like recently some of the Monkey King stuff, things right. like that, and uh, um, you know what I always think Zoo Warriors. Of, the
2: Zoo Warriors is the thing I always yeah. think of whenever so I good. think of. Uh, Dude, as far as that goes,
1: the Butterfly Murders. Yeah. Do you ever see that? Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Troy Hark is one of those guys who I think like he's like Takashi Miike, and they do so many films, so all over the place, and nine times out of ten they hit the mark.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It may
1: not be great, but it's yeah. good. And this is it. It's. I And this is not the first detective D film. I There's was going to say,
2: you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is the first time that he's done a detective D. Movie. That I don't know. Um, but it yeah. feels like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, heavily CG. Because when I first saw the, the trailer pop up, I'm like, oh, oh yeah. God, another <laughs> Detective D movie. Yeah. The first but one was good. Then I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. You know, it's this is Homeboy. Yeah. And it, it, it is representative of something that China has been doing a lot lately. And that is this big fantasy mm-hmm. movie. You, there's a lot of CG. Um, there's which isn't I'm not saying that as a bad thing mm-hmm. it's it's uh, it's China embracing this technology
0: and it's
1: good see, it's, I mean for yeah. CG it's not bad it's no, not no, really not cheesy yeah, low no,
2: budget no, no. You
1: know, there's money there
2: what was the movie with like the, the 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 girls who were like half snake and oh I don't remember what, you remember what yeah I'm I do remember yeah yeah, yeah, yeah 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 and I was like that's really cool. Yeah. There was like this vampire dude that like came out of the water with wings and yeah. shit. Visually, um, all of that stuff is
1: fucking cool, man. That's why I like
2: some of Yun Biao's movies because yeah. um, I, I, I can't remember what movie it was, but there was this Yun Biao movie where they had like like these stop motion creatures and, oh, the, wow. and it's like oh. that's very cool. Did you ever did you ever see The Iceman Man Cometh with Yin Biao? No.
1: What and wait. <laughs> it's a different Iceman coming, right? Yes.
2: Okay. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: so can't imagine uh, that I can't
2: remember his name now. Another Yun, another one of the, yeah. the seven lucky stars. Uh-huh. Um the bad guy from uh Eastern Condor. Okay. and you All know, right. that that had the weird affectation.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah
2: yeah, 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 that guy. yeah, yeah. Um any anyway, um he's, he's, uh, uh, Yin Gao is like a warrior from like medieval China frozen
1: in ice. I've seen this. Uh, dude, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, yeah, 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 So good.
0: Look,
1: I forgot all about that. Huh? Yeah. Oh, uh, let's see. Yeah. Uh, second trailer for the equalizer two. more, I'm more on board. Yeah, than It ever. looks
2: great. Um, I don't like that. They're turning him into Jason Bourne, mm-hmm. you know, uh, where he's having to fight. The government or whatever mm-hmm. you know, this this these dudes are. Um, I like it better when he's death wish guy mm-hmm. helping out the, the the really little guy, the little guy. I yeah.
1: do. I mean, I'm I'm kind of on board. Like the first trailer talked a lot about you know him giving a girl a ride home after she'd been victimized right. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm it, it just plays into Tom world pretty solidly. Oh, it's like yeah, yeah it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know,
2: it's like. You know, I do th- male fantasy number one. It's yeah. like, you know
1: Yeah. Right of wrongs, right? And it, absolutely. Defender of the week. Yes. Yeah. Um they don't bury the lead about, you know, his one of his handlers, Melissa Leo, something happening to her, which right. is surprising.
2: It becomes personal. Yeah. But then it also becomes big. It becomes you know, for lack of a better word, corporate. Mm-hmm. And it's like he needs like you know, there's there's apparently some agency that's like now going to war with him, you know. Yeah, 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 I don't yeah. like that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you know, Denzel's an amazing actor, and and got that shit this, down. Pulls this kind of shit off, yeah, great. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, what was the movie where he was the blind guy? Book you know, of Eli. Yeah, Book of Eli. I like that movie. You know.
0: Yeah. Up he up does the last, well. last act.
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the big reveal <laughs> is like. It's I'm like blind. It's like the scene out of, uh, Naked Gun, <laughs> where it cuts to the crowd, and the entire audience, you see him go, Yeah, forehead. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's see, um, up next, a happening of monumental proportions, comedy, great cast, about a weird high school, where like, the janitor dies, and this Allison Janney's in it, Rob Riggle is in it. This looks really weird. It looks really it looks odd. Really weird. Uh, and cool. Yeah. yeah. Could go either way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I look at the cast and go, these aren't schlubs that'll do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe there's something there. Yeah. Up next, Netflix, Forrest Whitaker, in a uh, thing called How It Ends, about the end of the world.
0: Yeah. Is uh, it just me, or is there a
1: lot of this stuff being made There is made a lot now? of this stuff. A you lot know, of it. I think people are... It's on their minds.
2: It reminds me of the 80s when, like, you know, you write a love song and it's, I'll melt with you, you know, pertaining to the potential nuclear holocaust. Holocaust. Um, It's it's weird. You know, and, and and to be expected.
1: Yeah. I think uh it being Netflix it Forrest Whitaker looks great, the it other looks actor great. looks I, great. Yeah,
2: there's nothing there's nothing about this that looks I kept bad.
1: waiting for I go, you know, I'm in until a zombie shows up and then I then I bounce. Right. But it doesn't look like they're going there. Well, it made me you know, when I was watching it, it
2: made me think of Sherry Priest's uh yeah. uh Seattle stories. Yeah. Where because this the the chick that he's trying to get to is in Seattle. Mm-hmm. He's two thousand miles away, wherever yeah. the hell that is. Um, and uh, basically, what it is is the the apocalypse is happening. Mm-hmm. We don't know exactly what's going on, but there's all these natural disasters and all kinds of shit going happening. And uh, uh, Homeboy is separated from his wife or girlfriend, mm-hmm. and of course, Whitaker is the father of her. Yeah, and, and he's they, like, he's
1: like, we're going. Yeah, I'm going. Yeah, yeah. you can come along. Yeah, huh? yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: It looks good. I, I, I'd be willing to check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Up next, they finally got around to giving us a trailer for The Predator that has some weight to it. Right. Like, you kind of, okay, now I'm kind of on board. That last trailer, not so much. Yeah, because it showed you so little. It just looked like AVPR, and who gives a shit about AVPR? Oh, my God, yeah. But this, I'm kind of, I'm kind of more on board now. Right, yeah. I was going to see it anyway, don't get me wrong, but but this at least makes me go, all right.
2: Right. You know. I mean, we're reintroduced to this idea of, like... um, these military badasses mm-hmm. um, having to face uh,
1: starts the guy who played the guy with the metal hand in Logan. Yes, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> one of the uh, uh, key one of the Key and Peel guys is in it. Um, not not Peel, not Jordan
0: Peel. but
1: the three names. Um, yeah. But um, I'm kind of down. Yeah, it looks fun. The, the new Predator looks badass. Yeah, he does. So yeah. you know, I'm kind of in. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Begrudgingly in. It's uh it's uh you know, it's, you know, we've had a couple Predator movies. Well, a couple. Mm-hmm. We had a Predator movie with Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. Called Predators, and
1: which isn't bad. It's there's not some. Bad. There's some real cool shit in that. There movie. is.
2: Uh, there is some really cool shit in that movie. But this feels like Hollywood embracing that franchise again. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Well. It's one of those franchises, like I can't believe this didn't make more money, right? You know, and you can point to Predator 2. you know. But even that had its flaws. You talk moments. about
2: AVPR and how kind of lackluster it was.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: for For years, I avoided AVP. Mm-hmm. I thought there's no way that this can be good. It's
0: good. I love
2: that movie. It's
1: uh, we've talked about it here on the show before, but I, it's got the greatest like flipping of a mechanism yes yeah, of all time. Absolutely. and it makes you not go well this is dumb you no you go alright we're in that we're totally makes evidence. sense yeah uh, finally there's a summer of 84 kids look for a serial killer and find him it seems
2: to me like this is like uh, it's stranger it things it's strange <laughs> it, it, it totally is it's like okay we're gonna take some cool synth track from that sounds like the 80s yeah. And we're gonna have these kids, and I I almost feel like I almost feel like they missed the boat. Like Tender. I think if if this would have come out a year or two ago, mm-hmm. I think this would have blown shit out of the water. But I th- I feel like this cycle is ending.
1: I hope so. There's a, there was just a movie with James Caan called The Good Neighbor mm-hmm. that was like this. Kids go into this guy's next door house because he's weird, and yeah. it turns out that he's like them going into his house is the thing that's kind of off. Yeah, up. exactly. So um, yeah, yeah, it's it's
2: it's kids in 1984, the year I graduated from high school, um, uh, who are convinced that their next door neighbor is a serial killer.
1: Mm-hmm. It reminds also of Cycle of the Werewolf because he's a cop. Right. They suspect exactly. Cop. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of that. You're, it's
2: revealed in the trailer partway through that. You don't know exactly what this means, but you know there's a kid that's going like, "You were wrong. You mm-hmm. were completely wrong." Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, you know, I'm excited for finish shit. Yeah, I'll, I, I, I'll I'll check it out.
1: I want I like to see another trailer first before I sign on completely. But yeah. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, moving on to what we've been watching. Anything? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> yeah,
2: no. Um, it's been it's been all work and and no play for no play Jack yeah
1: all right yeah uh, let's see finally saw it I don't get what did it. you think I don't get it I don't no. get how did this thing how did this incarnation of Pennywise become so iconic overnight I mean it looked cool but ultimately. Both my wife and I walked out of there going like, I don't know that I was really as into it as I probably should have been, given...
2: What, you, what did you think of the original made-for-TV?
1: I was fine with it
2: until the spider showed up.
1: Well, and then, and but then that's, a, that's in but the, that's the book. But that's a
2: product of the story. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah.
1: I do think the kid actors in this were, were solid. I uh-huh. think Penny, the guy playing Pennywise was, was solid. Uh-huh. Uh, I think the movie had no right being over two hours long. We could have trimmed 30 out of it pretty, pretty effectively. Sure. But that's, um, a,
2: that's true that's every of everything. Yeah.
1: But, but I think there were moments that were fucking cool. Yeah. And now that they've started to film the sequel, you know, I, yeah, I'll check it out. I, okay. I just, it just blew me away because that when we were at Crypticon, I just kept seeing Pennywise everywhere. Everywhere. And yeah. not the Tim Curry Pennywise, this new Pennywise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a girl there that had to been over six foot tall that... Oh, dude, I saw her, yeah. Wow. She was like, yeah. She was something. I remember thinking, I like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I saw this uh, documentary on Netflix called The Last Laugh. Essentially, can you find comedy in the Holocaust? And they talked with Mel Brooks, Judy Gold, a lot of G- Gilbert Gottfried, a, a lot of Jewish, Jewish community sure. comedians. And they were trying to find like, can you find humor with enough time and distance in something even as ho- so horrible as that? Right. At one point, Judy Gold said, it, um, "The only time she's ever made that work was she said, if I was nude waiting on line to go- be." and taken to the showers
0: mm-hmm.
1: would I hold my stomach in? Like, right, like, right, right. So that's yeah, yeah, funny yeah. and it's amusing and it's a way to yeah. find a little bit of humor. Um, it's a, This thing is a lot of talking heads. It's a lot of people talking about sure. comedy and Mel Brooks whips out that comb for the Hitler mustache thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's... You realize just how dated all that stuff is. He goes into a German accent as as Hitler, and it's like, ooh, well, that just feels different now. Well, you know, the thing is, is that you know, for those guys, <laughs> oh, it was this is old,
0: you know, yeah,
1: doing Hitler is um, Mel Brooks's wheelhouse. You know, you know? Y- yeah, I, they talked a lot about the producers and stuff.
2: One of my favorite bands ever, Rush. Mm-hmm. Um, both um, Alex Lyson and Getty um, Lee's folks were survivors of the Holocaust. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, and <laughs> so uh, you know, you watch. Y- y- it's 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 really interesting to see how the children of the survivors of the Holocaust. Mm-hmm deal with it, you know. Sidebar
1: on that, did you see, did we talk about Alex Lyson punching some guy out? So, this is super old news. Is it? Yeah, this is uh, like, this is ancient. Too bad. Um
2: What happened was, like, his 17-year-old son at the time was at some show in Florida. Of course, it's Florida. Sure. And uh his son got up on stage and was like, you know, doing rocking his thing, doing his thing. And these security dudes, like, fucking roughed him up. Alex Lifeson from Rush (laughs) fucking steps up and says, don't you fucking touch my son. Nice. And, you know, just hands. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And so that's what I I think I showed you a picture. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. was And I was like, you know what brought that up is one of the stations I listened to was talking about the 66 most metal moments. Yeah. That's um, one of them. Uh, and that's one of them. <laughs> Alex you know, Lifeson, like, fucking gets bloodied defending his son. That's badass. I'm just
1: like,
0: yeah, fucking A. Do you know, I was
1: thinking the other day, I was listening to some Russian uh, and Neil Pert, and I thought, Do you know what Neil Pert needs? Collie sticks. <laughs> yes! Exactly! <laughs> Dude! Could you imagine? Oh, my God. Oh, you'd be doing didacts and narpets on your head <laughs> <It's like>
0: <laughs> 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 that's funny.
1: Uh, have you are you reading anything um, these us just us shows go way off in the week I know <laughs> <laughs> are you reading anything
2: uh, probably not it, 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 most of my spare time right now what little there is of it um, is, uh, is being spent on drawing
1: nice and I saw that
2: that's that's always awesome. Yeah, I'm drawing you some, do, some I, cool stuff.
1: Insert me saying I should do that more. I'm,
2: I'm making something for a mutual
1: friend of ours. Oh, cool! Right now. Awesome.
2: Some, that hopefully is really cool.
1: We'll yeah, see. The shi- yeah, you're the shit, and that's the way that is. So here's we go. Books. Uh, Father's Day got an Amazon gift card. Cool. Um, bought Doug Stanhope's This Is Not Fame. Right. Uh, it's a he 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 calls it a. Uh, uh, as best I remember, kind of a thing. Um, it's it's solid. It's funny stories. It's very Tom'sian, Hunter Tom'sian. Okay. It's a lot of alcohol and a lot of yeah, drugs yeah, yeah. and a lot of craziness. But I also read. Um, I blew through these two books. That's how good they were. Um, Jack, uh, Jack Rabbit Smile, the new Jorah Lansdale. Oh yeah, it's a Happen Leonard book. If you're into, if you like Happen Leonard book, this book is solidly in your. In your in your wheelhouse, um, it's really short and it moves super man, quickly. I, w- I would
2: love to. I'd love to talk to that guy.
1: We yeah, almost had so him. many different. We had it. He fronts. was scheduled to be a Crypticon, and yeah, we were going to get know. him in. But I've had him on on other podcasts that I've done, and he's gettable. Um, we'll work on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We Len should, still's the we man. Should, yeah. Uh, movies, uh, music stuff. I got a ton of stuff but because oh. i've been at work all week <laughs> as well
2: i've been listening to the same shit that i always listen to. It, well in particular um recently um i don't i don't subscribe to a lot of streaming services mm-hmm. because i don't have a lot of money sure um but i do have a uh pandora uh mm-hmm. account and uh m- the music that I, uh, the station that I listen to as, as I'm getting ready for work every night is the Massive Attack.
0: Oh, good. Um, yeah, 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 um, yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah. And here lately, you know, they cycle through all these different titles and stuff. And here lately they've been playing a lot of Enigma. Really? And it it takes me back to this time when I had this school in Iowa in the early 90s. And Enigma was like one of the... They were huge. They were, the, they were one of the bands that I just, like, all right, we're training, you know, and we're hitting sticks, and we're throwing knives, and we're doing all this shit. Yeah. And Enigma was like yeah. the s- soundtrack for that.
1: And it's great stuff. I, there was also a band at the, around the same time, they're still around, called delirium that were members oh, yeah? of FLA, yeah, yeah, Frontline yeah, yeah. Assembly. And, and yeah. they're really good, too. Very much in that same yeah. thing.
0: Deep um, Forest? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh parsons <laughs> <things. laughs> uh this is a lot, so I'm gonna go through this really quick. Um at my new job I'm able to play.
2: Before you before you get started, yeah. I do want to bring up two things. Um or, or just one thing. Sure. Um friend of the show, Laura Shannon, shared yeah. with me this new um video for Marilyn Manson called yes. Kill for Me. Okay. I'm not talking about the cover of... The Cry Little Sister. Cry Little Sister. Okay. No, this is a new thing. Um, uh, Kill For Me. hmm And Johnny Depp stars in the video. Wow. And he's in this fucking hot threesome. It's like... It's... Dude, it's... I've heard of this. It's insane. Yeah. Like, if you get a chance to check it out, it's amazing. Um, wow. It, I... Mm. Marilyn Manson is one of those guys that, yeah. like, continually surprises me. Yeah. Uh, but,
1: yeah. So and he's uh, smart enough to get out of the light. Like you Step in the light, do shit, and then get out of Yeah, and do your he gets thing. out of
2: his own light. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. So, uh, if you wow. get a
2: chance, check that out. Uh, kill for me. Wow.
1: The, uh, Johnny Depp in a threesome. Sound, it does kind of m- makes my stomach feel oily. Well, as it should. and <laughs> but, but it's hot.
2: Having said that, it's yeah. That's awesome. Just, you know, as they say, this video is
0: fire.
1: Fire. It's fire. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, here's a bunch of stuff. Get a pencil out for some of this. Uh-oh. Trevor Morris and Jack Wall, the score to Shadowhunters, The Mortal Instruments. Um, it's good. It's, okay. It's, it's not... I, I I encounter a lot of what I call generic soundtrack music. Right. This isn't it. It's But it's rock-based, and it, it feels like what it is it's, right. a, it's a ya teeny kind of movie um by the I, way we
2: didn't talk about the score for um the fall, the fall. but it's great it is great
1: It features great. heavily beethoven and yes that kind of thing. it's so good um stumbled upon an old prog rock band called griffin oh i remember griffin yeah, yeah. so i listened to the self-titled in the record called mush rumps um, and it's it's <laughs> 70s prog rock. It's okay. It's nothing great. Christoph Beck's soundtrack to Anon, the Netflix film. Right. Generic soundtrack music. Jan Tiersen, who did the music for Amelie, has a record out called Lost Notebook. It's two songs. It's piano-based, and it's, be, it's beautiful, but okay. it's, you know. Um, uh, Lorne Balfi did the score to this Amazon Genius Picasso thing. Yeah. One of the best scores I've heard this week. Really? Really, really good. Nine, new Nine Inch Nails called Bad Witch. Yeah. If you like Nine Inch Nails, you'll like this. I didn't. I, I thought it was just, yep, that's Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, two disc set called No Sounds Are Out of Bounds by The Orb which came out last week.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If you like The Orb, you're going to like this. Colin Stetson's score to Hereditary, it's mostly soundscape and noise. Okay. So I don't I would never go back and listen to this again. Right. But it's interesting But so you could hear how it supports the yes, yeah. the, 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 the weirdness movie. of the movie. Yeah. Sure, sure. Um they released Ramin Djawadi's score for Westworld season 2. More of the same. Okay. Very beautiful, very cool. Lots of rinky-tink piano doing covers of pop songs. Right, right, right. Um, uh, Florence and the Machine have a new record out called Play Hope. If you like them, you'll like it. Yeah. It it was fine. We played it, and everyone in the store at the time liked it. Sure. Rogue Bano scored The Man Who Killed Don Quixote. Interesting moments. God damn it. A lot of generic soundtrack this fucking music. Movie, I know. And now I mean, he's getting fucked up as well. I
2: know. I, I know that we will eventually see this. Mm-hmm. I know we will. There's no way that we can't. We can't not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is not Jerry Lewis's... David Clark, right? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
0: It's close. <laughs>
2: we're, I, yeah, it really is. But, you know, we're, we're going to see it. But I just...
0: Nah, just let him I it feel for
2: this guy. Just like, stop. Just like, God damn it.
1: it. Yeah, and then to hear that post when all of this news was coming out that he may be getting fucked on the deal, he had a stroke. Had a minor damn. stroke. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: It's not, look, not it's good. Like, you know this
2: this motherfucker who's giving him shit, mm-hmm. you know, because of, of uh, the rights to... Mm-hmm. Basically, for listeners, if you don't know, um, Terry Gilliam's been trying to make this movie fucking ever, there's an entire documentary about his mm-hmm. first failed attempt at making this movie um, called uh, uh, Lost in La Mancha. Lost in La Mancha. Um, he finally gets the goddamn thing made uh-huh. and now the some partner of his from way back when is like suing him
1: and up. and
2: preventing the him The question from I had
1: it's, it's him going back and starting production on this thing was all over the news. So yeah. where was this guy in the I know. Beginning? Where the fuck were you? Like, all he could he... do, I bet, he waited until yeah, he was he like, so pop yeah. committed. Yeah. Yeah. And if he just gives you fuck, you go away, Which means to me, FTG,
2: fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Uh, why, a couple of last things. Um, best, the best score I've heard this week was Daniel Pemberton, um, his score to Ocean's 8. Sits next to his next to, on the shelf, it sits next to the, his score for Man from Uncle. I was going to
2: say Man from Uncle. Very yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. 60s yeah. spy film. By groovy. the way,
2: is that or is that not one of our it, the, the musical interlude? So yeah. is,
1: is it from yeah. Man from Uncle? From Man Country. from Uncle, yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost put the Lillian Montevecchi, but it ran long. <laughs> um, and then the two things that I didn't like um, New Gorillas. The now, now it's called. Uh-huh. It's like the old girl is, and there's just more of the same. It's super poppy, and uh-huh. it just goes by your brain like like cotton candy. Okay. And then the worst thing I've heard all week: Sean Paul's new record, "Mad Love," the prequel. I described it as imagine a a, a glitter encrusted dog turd with a beat. It's just awful. Ah. Uh-huh. And and then finally uh, a bunch of comedy records. Um. Terry Jones' Comedy Ghoul, Drew Hastings' Playing with the Audience, Keith Lowell Jensen's KLJ Greatest Bits, Corey McAllis' The Collage Dropout. All are recommended. The weird thing I found is a record called Born to Sing by Phyllis Diller. And it's Phyllis Diller singing straight-up, like, songs, like, you know, um, Gershwin and... And in the middle of it, Good she'll standards. Yeah, and she'll interrupt in the middle of it and go, "Oh, it's like I told Fang the other day," and she'll do a couple of jokes, and they uh-huh. go right back. Orchestrations are lush,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it's
1: it's and she's not dicking around. It's like yeah. she one day decided, "I'm gonna just do." I'm gonna do now. I'm gonna do a same yeah. thing. Yeah, and it's just bizarre, so huh. bizarre. So um, that's that. Um, you wanted? To, we wanted to talk about Patreon.
2: I I, I do. Um, Tom and i um have this patreon account for uh the bonus material podcast and uh uh you know bless you and thank you to the people who have contributed mm-hmm. um we we do have uh um exclusive that we're gonna or, or content that we're gonna be doing um and I apologize that we haven't done it yet we,
1: we, we <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna do Deadpool 2 but I misjudged the edible, and by the time <laughs> by the time I recorded it, I was way.
2: So too okay. so I just wanted to say that we're working on like figuring out the best ways to do yeah. that.
1: I I mean I, we, I want to I want to personally I want to provide content and but I don't want to overstay my welcome and I don't want to you know bug you guys with stuff that you don't really care about. Well, so, but but well, we're trying to sort that out, and are, it I mean, out. But people I mean, if people
2: are like you know giving us money, sure, they they want to see. They want to see
1: yeah. you. I mean the plan has been to go in and do some stuff about explanatory stuff about guests that we've had and concepts that we've covered. We right. also offer up movie reviews. Point being
2: this this is a Saturday. Tomorrow is Sunday. I am recording some stuff tomorrow for Perfect. the Patreon account. So Perfect.
1: Yeah. And uh, we are still w- we're
2: still waiting to do our preliminary like welcome to yeah. Patreon Account.
1: Well, I threw up the guests if you're a Patreon member right now, you can see who we're gonna have on as guests till I think through September. Yeah. I, I posted something yeah. on that. Um but yeah, we're the plan is to we're gonna upgrade microphones, upgrade software, upgrade everything. Yeah. Um if we ever get to
2: that point um go to some events and, and yeah. get some
1: uh, uh Maybe even do like a live I I'd love to do a live recording. Oh my god, I would love to yeah, do that. Yeah, maybe Dude. That's something we should talk to the Pickford Bleeding about.
2: Him. Bleeding coming up. Yeah,
1: that would be yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. That would be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but yeah. So much stuff happening. Um because of my new job, I haven't written a word in like two weeks and yeah. I, I really gotta change that. Is
2: that is that is that bugging you?
1: Oh yeah. yeah. I I'm halfway through a s uh, the third story in the next collection and I've just I just
0: That's like yeah, I've, I've been working a pot I've store. been working so much overtime <laughs> that
2: like <laughs> the only time I ever get a chance to draw and do anything artistic. Yeah. Is are the nights that I get put in this hotel.
0: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: So yeah, it's yeah. like
2: maybe once every two weeks I get to draw.
1: Yeah. 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 My problem is inherently that, you know, I work in a pot store that uh that is it's within the boundaries of the rules that you can on your break go smoke pot. <laughs> and I don't are you finding when this work- uh,
2: an interference to <laughs> <laughs> by the time I
1: get home like the other night I got home and it was I sat down to write something and it was just I couldn't hold the thought for more than a minute right. you know and so we're working it out <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's that. So uh, the other thing is, uh, if you can do me us a favor, go to the Facebook page and stuff like that. Tell a friend. Try to get we're trying to get the word out, increase listenership because that will help us get bigger. Well, not so that when I approach a a uh, PR agent for someone, I can throw numbers at them yeah. that are substantial enough it's that like- they. They hey, Steven
2: Spielberg. Yeah. <laughs>
1: we want to talk about the principle of blurs. But anyway, things are going great so far. A lot of cool stuff coming up. Um, if you have a minute uh, on a personal level, I would say uh, please go check out some of my stuff on Amazon and buy it if you can because Daddy needs a new pair of shoes. Absolutely. So for the bon- next week, uh, hopefully it's going to happen this. Films about loss and
2: grief. Next week's going to be a heavy show, folks. So I don't crazy. know if that's a draw for you or not, but <laughs> yeah, if you want to hear <laughs> us, some <laughs> of us cry.
1: <laughs> no, it'll be That'll great. Be and we're gonna. Week, yeah. Plus, I think it's a topic I've never heard discussed on the show. Right. right. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, so that's that. Thanks again for the bonus material podcast. I'm Tom Cornell. And I'm Langley West.
2: Please stay. stay.
0: But it did.